0: Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion, as you listen to Afternet Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, TTP. The king of Ottawa, of the master of the diamond cutter, the three time, three time, three time world champion. And you or you monkey, you're listening on the SMS Network. Stay tuned or you will feel.
1: Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash is listening on the SNS Radio Network.
2: Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA,
3: and you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. This is Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, Mr. Hall of Fame 2011, and you are listening on SNS Radio
0: Network. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to be here. Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line stone-cold set The world is listening. Due to some violent content, parental discretion
3: is advised.
2: gonna take it anymore i'm mad as hell about these freaking whores who have pimped and raped and prostituted the sport of professional wrestling right down into the ground right down into the gutter right down into the circus with all the clowns. i'm mad as hell and
0: i'm not gonna take it anymore it's still real to me damn it as i locked eyes with a warrior that has his face painted and the outer edges of this faceplate plate interlock with each other, then I know that that warrior is ready to make that sacrifice so that I shall live. Wow, man, freaked out! Woo!
2: I have wined and dined with kings and queens, and I've slept in Alice and dined on pork and beans. And that's the bottom line.
0: What? Because Stone Cold said Are you ready? I
4: said, are you do i have everybody's attention now in anybody else's hands this is a microphone in my hands it's a pipe bomb
0: ladies and gentlemen it's time for wrestling news live with the bad boys of wrestling radio and you two jabronis don't even have enough class to introduce yourself what is your name wrestling it doesn't matter what your name is here are your hosts, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. If I can be serious for a minute without being interrupted, this song. <speaking in> <speaking in> <speaking in> On, on the mic, the mic. Stay thirsty, my friends. Still the icon. Still the showstopper.
5: Still the main event.
6: All right, guys. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of Wrestling News Live, right here on the SNS Radio Network. And as always, I am Mr. Money on the mic. JJ all caps Sex A got a lot to talk about tonight guys we're going to be running down last night's episode of Monday Night Raw which saw a couple interesting things the rise of Ryback Miz got knocked the fuck out with a real stiff shot by Kofi Kingston Um, we're also going to be running down the latest news of the week including some more tidbits on the uh, the Hulk Hogan sex tape uh, Tammy Sitch back in the news, she's going back to rehab So a lot to talk about on this program We're also going to be joined later on By uh, the fucking foreign kid himself Chris Kelly To give us updates on what happened uh, At Bound for Glory And what it was like to be screen captured And put on the SNS Facebook, uh, Facebook page uh, As he was about to get choke slammed By one of the members of uh, What is it, the Sons of Anarchy? No, no, it's the Aces and Eights, And we'll probably talk a little fallout from Bound for Glory uh so a lot of things to talk about i'll be joined here momentarily uh by the one and only bronx father tony j mirabella and uh, i'm looking forward to tonight it's going to be a good show i see the chat room is slowly filling up i'm not really sure what's going on i guess there's a lot of people tonight that are watching the presidential debate although i can say quite honestly it doesn't really interest me i mean yes am i concerned with who is going to uh, win the election and be the president of the United States? Yes, but on some level, it doesn't affect me as much as it does you guys, being that I am now a resident of Canada, but still a proud American. Um, you know, I think I said this on Sunday Night Showdown this past week. I kind of wish that we had, uh, if you've ever seen Brewster's Millions with Richard Pryor, I wish we had the none of the above vote. But we don't. You've got Obama, the devil you know. Versus Mitt Romney, the devil you probably don't want any part of. But with that being said, joining me on the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen, he is the unofficial third leg of the tripod, or the third wing in the tripod, the Bronx father, Tony J. Mirabella. You know, it's funny you mention that, because on the
2: absentee ballot, you can basically fill in any name you like. And for shits and giggles, I was like just going to put myself or put some random name, but I didn't.
6: Yeah, just put down J.J. Sex day. I want to see if they put me down on the ballots. Maybe I'll actually win the election. Maybe it'll be so split that I'll just divide the votes. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? That would be something, yeah.
2: Well, I'd rather have you than the two choices we got, but you got to pick one or the other.
6: Brother, I'd rather have me than the two choices we got, but, you know. Hey. It is what it is, my friend. So how you doing today, bud?
2: Uh, not a good start to the day, but things got better, thank goodness, so... I'm I'm pretty good right now.
6: See, I've had a rough couple of days. I can't really divulge what happened, <clears throat> but um, I can say so that some money was stolen from me recently, and I wasn't very happy about it. But I'll talk to you off the air about that one. Uh, it's not something I want to I want to air necessarily on live radio. But uh, kind of got my day really fucked up yesterday, and the weather has been crappy here. So you know, it's just I don't know, man. It's one thing after the other. It seems like. Man, the last guy who stole money from me, I hit with a lead bar. And how I didn't go to
2: jail, I don't know. Well, as long as you beat him like he owed you money, I guess it was all good. Well, motherfucker did. So nothing will piss you off like being owed money, man. So I feel
6: you. <laughs> no doubt about that. Uh, so I guess without further ado, we should probably jump into um, that little thing we like to call the Raw Recap.
0: It's time for your WNL Monday Night Raw Recap with Don Brox, the Brox Father.
2: Well, Raw starts off from Nashville, Tennessee and it starts off with the Big Show coming out and talking about how it's been proven that his KO punch is stronger than the Brogue Kick and shows from last week on Raw how Sheamus wasn't able to use the Brogue Kick against him. He shows a clip from SmackDown where it looks like they had the, and I don't know if y'all get this reference, the Dragon Ball Z punch meter, and the Big Show's punch scored pretty damn high on that, but the fans start chanting 45 seconds. And show says, "I'm tired of this shit. I'm challenging Daniel Bryan." Now Daniel Bryan is backstage with Kane, and I believe our Truth, and he's scared to death. And Kane is just laughing at him. And Bryan says, "I'm not going out there." But then AJ, our Raw GM, tells Bryan, "Get out there and and fight this guy." And we have Daniel Bryan versus the Big Show. Of course, the Big Show wins after Bryan loses. The Big Show, uh, excuse me, Kane comes out. Basically starts laughing at Daniel Bryan. And the Big Show basically tells Kane to get in the ring. Kane's like, okay, bitch. Gets in the ring and the Big Show powders out. So that was our beginning segment. Our next segment, we have Mr. Paul Heyman in the ring. He says Punk will tell you who he'll defend the title against at Hell in a Cell. He introduces Punk. Punk comes out and says he's been proving people wrong for years, whether it's Bret Hart, Mick Foley, John Cena, The Rock. Punk says he doesn't care about the fans doubting him and talks about how Vince disrespected him. And Punk gets ready to reveal who he picks to wrestle at Hell in a Cell.
4: So who do I choose to face me at Hell in a Cell? Which superstar is going to help me cement my legacy inside the cell? Is it, is it going to be the one-armed man who has 10 WWE titles to his name? Or is it going to be, <clears throat> to borrow a phrase from the great Paul Heyman, the next big thing in the WWE? Somebody once said a picture is worth a thousand words. I'm going to unveil to you right now who I will be facing at Hell in a Cell. Since you all chose to be so disrespectful, you know, maybe I need a little bit more time to think about it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, I think as the champion, it's my prerogative. I, all I got is time. I'm going to, I'm going to, oh, there it is. I'm going to go back to the drawing board. I'm going to think on it a little bit more. You all need to have a little bit more patience with me, okay? You know, Puck, I was hoping that last week you would
0: have learned a little something about respect. But maybe, maybe you're going to respect what I'm about to say. Last week I said if you didn't make up your mind... you're gonna face at Hell in a Cell, I'd make it up for you. Guess what, pal? You just blew it. You no longer. You're not going to make your decision. I'm going to make a decision for you. So in that very ring tonight, there'll be a contract signing, but and that's where I'll announce your opponent, either John Cena or Ryback. CM Punk, your fate and Hell in a Cell is now in my hands. Respect that.
2: Thus speaks the babyface Vince McMahon. So we'll find out later tonight who CM Punk will face. And uh, that in itself is just a huge story, a huge interest to me. We have... Brodus Clay, who gets a TV jobber entrance, no funk is on a roll, he's just in the ring, and he's gonna uh, fight Al- Alberto Del Rio. And Brotus, as my colleague would say, taps out like Sammy Davis Jr. Now we see CM Punk backstage with Paul Heyman, and he's really pissed at Vince, says Vince is on a power trip. And Heyman tells Punk, listen, this is is what I was afraid of. This is what I told you was going to happen last week. You're never going to win against Vince McMahon. You're never going to win playing politics with him. And Punk says, you know what? I want to fight Vince again tonight. And he tells Paul Heyman, get your ass in the back and you tell Vince McMahon that, you know, I want to go again tonight. So that leads us into our next match, which is Santino Morella and Zack Ryder called Team Oh, bro, yes, Team Cobro versus the Prime Time Players, and surprisingly, the Prime Time Players win. After that, McIntyre. How Mahal, is that surprising? And... What's up, man? How is that surprising? I'm just the the players have been jobbing, man. You know, it was like they've been they've been getting their ass kicked every damn week, and then you had. You know, Jr. come out and say, it wouldn't surprise me at some point if the
6: players win the tag titles. I, damn it, I hope so. Well, I think they will. It's a matter of time. Uh, Santino and, and Zack Ryder, Cobro is is the biggest joke in the world. I knew that there was no way those guys were getting a win over the primetime players. Yeah, no way.
2: I mean, I, I get that, but cobro really?
6: I just, I'm like, wow. You know what? It actually makes sense, though. Yeah, it works. I mean, for, for the entertainment value that Zack Ryder and and uh, Santino Morella can provide together, I think Cobro is, is appropriate.
2: Yeah, it works. I just think it's kind of silly. But after this match, we've got the new group, which are called 3MB, which I guess stands for the three-man band of McIntyre, Mahal, and Heat Slater, and they attack... Uh, Santino and Ryder again. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, haven't we mentioned 3MB on this network before? Uh, We did, yes. Three men bitching. But, this is the three man band, or if you've got those old floppy disks, 3MB, that's, wow.
6: It's a three man band, baby! Well, Jinder Mahal least, on the snake flute, Drew McIntyre <laughs> on the bagpipes, and the one-man rock band on the guitar, baby! Wow.
2: I I, I just don't know, bro. It's like, <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do with these three guys. I just, you know, I guess they had nothing else to do with them, so that's why they're
6: together. I don't know. Well, okay, just... Look, look at it like this. At <laughs> least... At least they did something with these guys and they just didn't sit at home or, you know, go back to developmental and not have anything to do. I mean, I, personally, I'll be real honest with you. I think Drew McIntyre has so much potential. And that's a guy that just for some reason keeps getting overlooked. You know, I liked him when he first came in. They gave him a push. I thought he was he was decent then. He improved. And then they took him off TV and he was basically doing nothing but jobbing to people. Um, Jinder Mahal needs, needs a lot of work. I'll, I'll admit that. You know, I know that guy personally. And he's come a long way since the days of working for Stampede Wrestling and, and PWA here in Calgary. But I thought Jinder Mahal's character was doing pretty well on NXT. They they did a, you know, I mean, he was the guy that Seth Rollins beat to become the NXT champion. You know, I thought all indications led that Jinder Mahal was actually going to go somewhere in this company. And to see him parade around... As part of this three-man rock band bullshit. And them do the stupid air guitar is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But hey, at least they're getting a paycheck and they're on TV. I mean, it's the WWE. You you know, if they want you to eat dog shit and fucking wear a clown dress, you're going to fucking do it. Because you're going to get paid to do it. I just don't know where this group goes. I don't see them as being any kind of legitimate contention for anything. They are just three jobbers they randomly threw together. I mean, if it wants to be a comedic act and you want to have a a feud with Cobro, go for it. I just don't really understand the need to put those three guys together. It just doesn't make sense. A Scotsman, uh, an Indian, and a fucking redneck. I just don't get it. There's a joke there somewhere, folks.
2: Yeah, got to be something backstage that we don't know about. I mean, it's like, really? Well, I mean, at least they're, you know very well racially mixed
6: well i guess i mean if trey was here he'd probably say something like tell me if you've heard this one before you got a scotsman a canadian indian and a redneck you know and then there'd be some elaborate punchline. yeah it's like they should call them
2: can't we all just get along that'd be you know an even better tag but they're 3mb the three-man band thank god they didn't go for just the band because I know a lot of people were saying that was a T-game. But at the end of the day, who cares?
6: <laughs> I guess, man. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm totally lost. I mean, hey, at least they're making a paycheck. Good for them. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, Vicky Guerrero introduces Dolph Ziggler.
2: And Ziggler cut what I thought was a decent promo. He's upset about Ryback possibly getting a title shot. He talks about how he had to beat seven other superstars to win money in the bank. He earned it. Dolph says Ryback is a flash in the pan. If anyone deserves a title shot against Punk, it's him. And he talks about how he'd like to fight CM Punk, win that title, and then cash in and also win the world heavyweight title. Now, this leads David Otunga to come out and says he agrees Ryback doesn't deserve a title shot, but he says Ziggler doesn't either and David Otunga takes a few shots at Dolph Ziggler and says that he deserves a title shot. Following this, AJ comes out and makes a handicap match, which is Ryback versus Dolph Ziggler and David Otunga. And during this match, Dolph Ziggler says, fuck this, he gets out, leaves Otunga in there to fend for himself, and of course,
6: Ryback gets the win. Well, so, here's, here's my issue with this. Dolph Ziggler has a point. OK, when Dolph yeah. Ziggler comes out and says, you know what, I should be facing CM Punk. I'm Mr. Money in the Bank. I've beaten all these guys. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm the next big star in this company. He's got some somewhat of a legit, you know, uh, beef there. But when you got David Otunga coming out, who's David Otunga beaten like six months? I mean, seriously, the guy is jobbing constantly on Monday Night Raw. So why on God's green earth would he have any kind of claim to say, well, I should be facing the champion. I mean, Santino's got more a, a valid claim than David Otunga does. You know, and the thing I liked about this match was that in true Ziggler fashion, you know, even though he got the loss, he didn't get pinned, but since it was a handicap match, he gets the loss along with David Otunga. Otunga's the one that gets his ass kicked by Ryback.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'd do the same shit. I'd be like, I got the, money in the bank. I'm not going to get, you know, destroyed by Ryback. See ya. And Ziggles, you know, walks out smelling like a rose. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're being real careful with him. They're keeping him on the edge of that precipice for a huge push but when they're going to execute, man, I just don't know. I mean, they're taking their time with, with this guy. But no, I agree. It, it the, out, the, the initial part of it was kind of stupid but the outcome made me happy because you got to see to get his ass kicked
6: i tell you now, I think that the the chances for Dolph Ziggler to cash that money in the bank in by Survivor Series or maybe before Survivor Series is looking pretty good. I mean, if Big Show and Sheamus have this match at Hell in a Cell and Sheamus just barely manages to scrape off a win against the Big Show, I mean, think about easy pickings for Dolph Ziggler. Man, I could even
2: see them fucking with the Big Show even more. Where the Big Show wins a title, and then Sheamus is so pissed off, he hits the show with the bro kick. And out comes Ziggler. Show just manages to stagger back to his feet, and Ziggles gets the win on him. therefore, another 45-to-1-minute title reign for the Big Show, just to drive him completely nuts.
6: Could happen. You never know. Yeah.
2: You never know in the WWE, but... Well... Vince McMahon is backstage, and Paul Heyman, who looked scared as shit, comes in to talk to him. And Heyman very reluctantly says, Punk wants to fight you again tonight. And, you know, if, if Punk wins, you know, you, you should probably let him pick his opponent. Vince agrees, but says the match he wants isn't against Punk, it's against you, Paul Heyman. And Heyman says, no, no, no way that's going to happen. And Vince just said, you know what? Get the hell out of here. Get the... Screw you. Get out of here. And he throws Paul Heyman out. Now we have something rather interesting. Matt Stryker is shown, and he's talking to AJ and says that Kane and Bryan owe him an apology for what happened on SmackDown. And during all this... He purposely keeps mentioning words inadvertently like crazy, nuts, stuff like that, which starts, of course, to piss little AJ off. And she says, yeah, you're right. They do owe you an apology. She starts maniacally laughing and says that Stryker will be in a match against Kane later tonight. So this whole thing with AJ, her just being nuts one minute and not nuts the next, I don't don't know. It's not doing much for me, man.
6: Like I said, man, I don't like AJ as the general manager of Raw. I mean, I was okay with her gimmick up until they put her in that role. I thought her little outfit was stupid. You know, she's she's wearing this half business suit shit where she's supposed to have cleavage, but the tie completely covers the cleavage. I mean, what's the point of having a little opening if you're not going to fucking show the cleavage? You know what I'm saying? The tie goes right over it. It's just it's the most idiotic wardrobe I've ever fucking seen. For that character, I, I, you know, again, AJ's fine as a diva, as someone who's wrestling, but as the general manager, she's fucking horrible, horrible. Yeah, I tolerated her at first, but and I was
2: like, I, I didn't really understand why she bothered you so much, but now I'm starting to see her point of view. I agree, she's she's getting getting tired on me real fast. So I'm hoping that that's going to be changed up at some point because um, she's
6: just like. Uh, irrelevant i don't know i'm telling you i want i want johnny ace back i want loranitis i want people power back oh folks. god i would so much prefer john loranitis as that heel gm you know and that way any faces you know that, that rub up against him uh basically you know it, it will just bring out the best of them i thought that they really screwed up the whole loranitis versus cena thing that could have been so much better than they played it out they it just it completely dropped the ball with that but but i want people power back the only way I'd accept him back is if he comes out with the Hover Round.
2: If he comes out again in the Hover Round, I'd mark out and be totally cool with it.
6: People that, power. That, bring it All back, right. WWE. People power. I'm John Laurinaitis. No, well, whatever. I, I can You do sounded it. like Harmony there for a second. Oh. Yes, You're for, for the No, I'm not. For those of you that don't know, Harmony is going through a problem right now. She has laryngitis. So that's why I said that. It wasn't. Anything meant to be hostile or you know, ribbing her. You know, that's how she sounds right now. It's the truth. Yeah, I, I, I keep telling her, minute. don't talk. Rest your voice. <laughs> Good <laughs> <So just> luck. <laughs> send me a text message. <laughs> text me. Don't yell
2: What's, at me. Text from, me. What, from across the room? Just text- beep, okay, and you respond.
6: <laughs> if you're mad at me, just text me in caps. I'll get the I'll get the, I'll get the point. <laughs> Don't talk, baby. Just chill out. Whoa.
2: (laughs) Well, man. In our next match, we have uh, Justin Gabriel versus Ryu from Street Fighter. No, excuse me, Antonio Cesaro, who ends up getting a win off a vicious uppercut.
6: Who you can.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, that (laughs) that was worthy of a Street Fighter moment. That was a vicious fucking. I'm digging Cesaro. I like Cesaro's character. I think he's a good U.S. champ. I like when he comes out and talks about how, you know, I don't need this belt. The U.S.
6: needs me. And I think that's great. I just think that they should be playing off the fact that he's he's such a European character. You know, he's got the U.S. title. At some point, I want him to drop that belt in the trash and bring out the Euro title. Because I think it would be great to have him running around and be like, the United States isn't up to my standards. I'm the European champion, you know. I just I think that would be great, but whether they do it or not, we'll see.
2: Yeah. So now we have our Matt Striker versus Kane match, and Striker tries everything in his damn power to get out of it. He tells Kane, "I'd be fine with just an apology. Think about all the progress you've made in therapy. The WWE Universe wants competition, not mindless carnage." And well, Kane gives Matt Striker a big old hug. But then he turns it into a bear hug. Basically, Beats the hell out of Striker, gets the win, and then Kane starts talking shit to him, says it's a tough loss, and, you know, how are you feeling now? And then starts, I am the tag team champions. I am the tag team champions. So Kane has went from this menacing character to just a, you know, just a comedy act. It's amazing.
6: Is anybody else kind of sick of the I'm the tag team champions thing? Uh, it's getting old. It was old the second week they did it. It's really Ooh, he- old now. Ooh, me, me, I'm raising my
2: hand. I'm sick of it. But that's what we've got right now. Now, this next segment, I rather enjoy just because of the verbal carnage by The Miz. We have Miz TV with Kofi Kingston as his guest. And, of course, we know what went down between Miz and Kofi on uh, that Larry King segment. And I just thought Miz basically tore Kofi apart.
7: Do you like being relevant, thanks to me? See, I imagine you must be really nervous because you haven't strung together three sentences in your entire career in the WWE. But don't worry, I'll carry you just like every other WWE superstar has. Ouch. Now
0: there's an interesting choice of words, carry. Now, based on that footage that I just saw and we all just saw here, it looked to me... Like
7: you were the one that actually needed to be carried, right? That's what it looked like. Oh, you must be so proud of that. That will go in your thin file of memorable moments. Kofi, you have been here for five years. And what do people remember you for? What, saying boom, boom, boom? What, they, they remember you for saying or, or doing or actually being in forgettable tag teams, playing second fiddle, maybe having a laugh with Larry King and... um. Yeah, that's about it. Have you ever headlined WrestleMania? Have you ever headlined anything? You should be thanking me that I'm allowing you the opportunity to actually be in a main event. See, Kofi, you will always just be a B
2: player. Ouch.
7: You'll be the guy that puts smiles on people's faces while I'm the guy that they will never forget comments. Thank you for this, for this pep talk, Miz. You have truly inspired me to step my game up. And being that you got me so fired up, I just might step my game up tonight in a match against you. You want a match with me tonight? Do you all want to see a match between The Miz and Kobe Kingston? Really? 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 I don't back down to a challenge.
2: You're on. Sorry, I had to just keep the realies in there. But I mean, you know, after this, he continues to verbally attack Kofi, and then Kofi physically attacks the Miz, and that sets us up for a match later on, which in retrospect, Maybe the Miz shouldn't have accepted, but we'll get to that later. But I just I thought that was a good segment. I mean he he was really kind of shooting on Kofi, brutally honest. So I don't know if they're trying to use this to set up a Kofi Kingston push, or you know how how this is supposed to go down in the end.
6: Well, I think that's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a Kofi Kingston push. I mean the last time he got a singles push, um, and actually had something toward the upper mid card main event scene. Uh, it was I think back in 2009 when Randy Orton was the WWE champion, and they were pushing him, and I, I think he, as I recall, he destroyed uh, Randy Orton's NASCAR that they had backstage, vandalized it, poured paint on it, you know, beat it up with a uh, with a crowbar, yeah, which led to a pay-per-view encounter between the two of them, and I believe a match on Raw, and I believe it was the match on Raw where Kofi did something that he fucked up one of Orton's moves and. Orton belligerently bitched him out in the ring, and after that, Kofi was just back to the mid card, and his push was done. So, um, you know, he's a guy that I think has potential, and I think he could be a he could be a main event star at some point. Um, you know, time will tell. I think he stepped his game up last night. And uh, if the Miz is capable, he has an IC title shot tomorrow night. Uh, well, that we're going to give the results of that once we get to the Kofi Kingston Miz match, but that match has already happened. So I already have the spoiler as to what happened, and we're going to talk about it right here on, on the broadcast tonight. Okay, very cool. But our next match,
2: we have Sheamus again versus Wade Barrett. During the match, The Big Show comes out with a chair and just, you know, stands around for a while until we come back from commercial, and Big Show interferes and causes a distraction, so Sheamus wins via DQ. Actually, what the show did was he pulled down the bottom, uh, pulled down the rope. And cause Seamus to fall outside. Now, Seamus ends up looking the best at the end of this because he gives Wade Barrett a brutal brogue kick. And then a not-so-brutal clothesline to the big show over the top. So, Seamus is left in the ring looking stronger this week. And, of course, that's leading us up to the match between them at Hell in a Cell, which... I think have done right, I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. The buildup has been pretty decent. You know who's the finisher is stronger. I'm looking forward to this match. It'll be interesting to see how these two guys go in a cell.
6: Like I said, what I'm looking forward to as far as uh, <clears throat> as far as Big Show and Sheamus is concerned, I'm looking forward to see what Sheamus can do against a guy that's bigger than him. I mean let's let's be honest. This is the this is his first test of um, someone that's uh, just a, a bigger body type than his. You know he's never faced a Big Show before, and right. I want to see what these two can can bring out. I think that Big Show is still a good worker, and can still pull out a good match with Sheamus. I think Sheamus can work pretty much right now with anybody. He's gotten to be old reliable. He's that guy that if you need to pull a good match out of somebody, you can guarantee Sheamus will find a way to pull out a good match. And I think that regardless, they're going to put on a clinic.
2: Yeah, it should. It it'll be good it's one of the things to look forward to for this pay-per-view but backstage we see uh John Cena with Vince McMahon and basically Vince tells Cena look I know the doctor's prognosis but but what's you know what's up with you and cena says well I felt better but I felt a hell of a lot worse and he tells Vince I I belong out there I belong in this match so that's uh John Cena's opinion but things change and we'll get to that Eve versus Layla for the women's title. Eve retains but does so with Layla having her foot on the ropes and the referee blatantly misses this. So this, I think, will set up a rematch between these two again. And, um, you know, we have this whole thing, which, which I, I was a little confused and I tried to look this up today. Did something happen with a blonde wig that someone found a blonde wig?
6: Yes, yes. Basically, if you remember, uh, who was the champion? Uh, God, it's the diva shit, and I'm, I'm starting to forget. Wasn't Idiot. it Caitlin was supposed to get her title shot against uh, Layla, and then supposedly somebody jumped her from behind, and they had security footage, and it showed somebody, a blonde, that jumped her, and then that's when Eve thought it was Beth Phoenix, and then that's when Eve ended up winning the title. So that's where they're going with the whole blonde wig thing. Supposedly, they found a blonde wig in Eve's uh, locker room on SmackDown or something, or you know, and, and that's where the whole angle played out with the whole blonde wig. All right. And, and, and like you oh, said, who oh, cares? hold on a uh, To counter a point that was made in the chat room, uh, the guys are saying that Mark Henry's a bigger body type than Sheamus. I'm not talking double wide guys. I'm talking a seven foot four frame versus Sheamus. Yes, I know Mark Henry is a lot fatter than he is, but when I say bigger body type, I'm talking about giant size. We're talking seven foot four.
2: Yeah, big all around. You're talking about reach now, you know, which is, you know, something totally different than. Yeah, yeah, Mark Henry might be thicker. But
6: but he wasn't taller than Seamus, was my point.
2: Right. No, I got that. But we have, again, Kane and Daniel Bryan backstage. They're arguing. Yes, no, yes, no, again. And Brian says, if Kane thinks him getting beat by the Big Show was funny, Kane should face Big Show next week on Raw. So it looks like we have a match for next week on Raw, Kane versus Big Show. Um, now we see Vince backstage with Ryback. Vince thanks him for helping him out last week. But Vince says, everybody thinks that you're just heartless, vicious, unstoppable. You're a monster. You're this just... You know, massive guy who doesn't really give a shit about anything. And Ryback's only response is, Feed me punk. And he walks away. And Vince goes, Well, I'll take that into consideration, which I thought was great. <laughs> but, you know, that was, you know, both guys, well, Cena pleading his case, Ryback just staring Vince down as he, you know, does all the time to everybody. We have. The Road Scholars come out and we're told that because Rey Mysterio has the flu, the tag uh, team tournament will continue next week. Before we get a match, we show 3MB in a concert somewhere in Nashville doing something, which just was, to me, a, a waste of freaking hair time. I don't know what that was about.
6: It wasn't a concert. It was more like a sound check. And then they were thrown off stage by the bouncer.
2: Yeah, I... I Again, we talked about that before, but we have the Road Scholars versus Primo and Epico. The Road Scholars win, so hopefully next week when Ray is
6: okay, we'll see that match. And um, well, and, and and consider this: if they postpone the tournament because Ray and uh, Ray Mysterio was sick, that's pretty much going to tell you who's going to end up winning this tournament. Right. Think about it, because if they would have done it any other way, it's like, well, he can't compete this week. You guys are disqualified. And then the Rhodes Scholars would have went on to do this. So I think it's it's pretty safe bet right now to know that Sin Cara and Rey Mysterio are going to be your next tag team champion.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. And we've talked about that before on, on how that would probably fit. But, you know, yeah, for them to blatantly admit, you know, like you said, just say, hey, they can't compete too, too damn bad. This is wrestling. You know, you don't get sick in wrestling, but no, they acknowledged he was sick and, and that's what we got. But now... Now comes the big pink elephant in the room, the Miz versus Kofi Kingston, and good match until the end where Kofi gets his finisher on the Miz, and I mean legit, legit kicks the Miz right in the freaking head. The ref does the X sign, and Kofi goes over. But, I mean, wow, that was a, that was brutal. I, I saw that, and I was like, holy shit, Miz is fucked up.
6: Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it went from being WWE to UFC because, I mean, <laughs> I swear to God, when I watched the replay on that, Miz just barely turns around, and as soon as he does, doesn't have time to get any, you know, his hand in front of his face or anything, and Kofi just knocks the bejesus out of him. I mean, you look on the Miz's face, if you slow-mo that motherfucker down, it's like, Whoa. You know, he looks like he was just legit knocked the fuck out. Um, I you know I don't, I don't think he knew where he was when the trainers were attending to him, but yeah, pretty legit injury there. Uh, supposedly there was an update given on WWE.com today, saying that uh, he did not suffer a concussion. He did get uh, busted open over his eye and it was stitched up, uh, but basically that he was cleared. Now, with that being said, the story going into this match, if you paid any attention to Jim Ross's commentary was then putting over the fact that Kofi's a guy who is just too nice. He hasn't stepped up his game, and he's just been stuck in a rut. And they're really playing off the fact that Kofi needs to be more aggressive. And, of course, we saw that aggressive, uh, was it Trouble in Paradise, spinning kick, and he just nails the Miz with it, knocks him out clean, gets the victory. For those of you that might check out uh, the main event tomorrow, if you have that channel, the iOS or whatever it is, and can watch it um we get a new intercontinental champion guys kofi kingston is officially the new intercontinental champion he beat the Miz. so oh, there you, you can't, go wow no they've been putting pictures of it uh, in the in the chat room all night so kofi kingston oh i'm sorry ion not ios i don't know what the fuck i was thinking yeah. ion is the is the channel i don't get it so i don't watch it but uh yeah kofi kingston the Miz. Tomorrow night on Ion, Kofi Kingston, your new Intercontinental Champion. So it looks like the push is beginning for Kofi. Not really sure where this leaves the Miz, but there you go. I get Ion. I may I may check that out, you know, just
2: for the hell of it, just to see that that title change take place. Wow. That that's pretty that's pretty cool. Congrats to uh Kofi Kingston. You know, let's see where it goes from here. But I gotta say, and the ending of Raw
6: was something that has stirred up a <laughs> shitload of controversy. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was, just, I was just thinking to myself about Kofi Kingston's music. You know, SOS, I heard him shout down. I was just thinking since but I he, fucked up with the iOS thing. It's iOS, my
2: iPod's not working. But not only that, not only that, I want to ask you something real quick before I, I close this out. Was Raw sponsored by the new Dragon Ball Z game last night? Because we got a dragon punch and a hurricane kick.
6: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it should have been. It should have been at least uh, sponsored by Street Fighter or something, man. And and does anybody else wonder why Kofi went from being Jamaican to now West African, but yet he still has the Jamaican music? I mean, well, I, they should have changed his music. I mean, I like the music. Don't get me wrong. It's catchy. But it just, it's not very Jamaican. Well, I mean, it, it is Jamaican. And he's not Jamaican is my point. Yeah, I mean,
2: WWE, come on. I mean, you, they're insinuating they all look alike. I mean, that's not right. I mean, come on guys you can't be racist you're pg damn it but vince comes out <coughs> excuse me he introduces john cena cm punk and of course ryback and cm punk starts talking about how vince is an egomaniac he's lost his mind and you know this is all a power play and shocking to me Uh, CM Punk signs his name says you're gonna do whatever you want anyway here blip signs his name to the contract and then John Cena Doing something that I really didn't expect
0: Hey, I would like nothing more than to go to hell in a cell to compete against you for the WWE championship and then I look at Ryback And I wonder, does he even care about the WWE Championship? Because it seems to me like all he cares about is kicking somebody's ass. And the way you run your mouth right now, CM Punk, you need to get your ass whipped. Vince McMahon has a lot of tough decisions. This is going to be the easiest one you ever made. And you, CM Punk, over the next two weeks, you are going to get no sleep because whether it's where you're prancing around in a WWE demanding respect, or whether it's the moments you spend at home looking at yourself in the mirror, facing the music, your brain will be filled by three simple words. Feed
5: me more. Feed me more. Feed me
0: more. It's official. CM Punk will defend the WWE Championship inside Hell in the Cell against Ryback.
2: And John Cena basically put Ryback over the freaking moon last night. Which I got to, I got to give Cena credit. And I know everyone's saying, "Well, Vince told him to do that." Yeah, but still. I mean, Cena did a great job because now, you know, the kids who might have been disappointed to not see Cena go for the belt, they can say, well, yeah, but Cena gave the thumbs up to Ryback. So being John Cena said so, let's get behind Ryback. So I give kudos to Cena. He did a great job putting him over last night.
6: Well, I mean, let's face it. Cena's not medically cleared to go. That's obviously the reason they're going this direction. And we've said it, I don't know how many times. We need new main event players in the company. You know, it shouldn't be the John Cena show anymore. It needs to be about other people. John Cena needs to be a supporting character. John Cena needs to help establish new characters. And we got that last night. We got that he is trying to get behind Ryback and trying to help give this guy a push.
2: You know, there are so many scenarios, though, that come into this now. Because people have been talking, you know, just in in the SNS group, people have been talking about, well... Is it possible Cena could be a special guest referee? Is it possible that Brock Lesnar could get involved somehow? Because a lot of people are thinking it's
6: too soon for Ryback. Well, but before we jump on that train of thought, let's go ahead and break down the show. What was your letter grade for last night's Raw? Wow.
2: Other than the ending, and I like the the, the Kofi-Miz interaction, but I'll tell you, to me last night it seemed to really drag. I'm I'm I got to go with a C+. It was just too damn gimmicky for me. It's too much too much Kane and Brian,
6: too much kind
2: of backstage bullshit in my opinion. I'll go with a C+.
6: See, I'm going to go with a flat C because I found the show to be completely boring except for the Kofi miz Match. Um, I did enjoy Antonio Cesaro though. I, that guy is just awesome in the ring. I can't wait to see what they do with him in the future. And I liked the ending, per se. But to me, it was just a C show. It was a boring three-hour drag on. I I fucking hate three-hour Raws. You know, I've said it before, and I will continue to say it. I think they're wasting too much time. They give you that extra hour, and you're not putting matches in. You're putting in more comedy segments. You know, I want to see wrestling. I don't want to see, you know, segment A, segment B, segment C, one match in an hour. I just, I don't want that to happen and that's kind of the way they're going to me i think that third hour drags on it's obvious the third hour is what's killing the ratings for them because people are getting tuned out of the show they don't want to watch a three-hour show
2: no i agree i agree for all the reasons you said and i mean it's like you you're it's like getting a shitty pay-per-view every week i mean well all right two hours 20 minutes after you get through the goddamn commercials but still it's too damn much it's just it's a little bit overkill. I can see by the end of the year, this just going
6: wah, wah, wah,
2: and then going back to two hours. God, I hope so.
6: Well, you know, like I said, I would be okay with that third hour, whether it's the hour before the raw even starts. I would say that first hour, just make it, you know, NXT or something, put on some other programming before raw, you know, yeah. but, but don't do a three hour raw. I just, I think it's ridiculous
2: no i agree it, it it burns you out and and it's it's it wouldn't burn you out if there were more matches but it, just the backstage stuff and and the, the comedy segments and all the shit that they do no i agree with you it, it it's way overkill
6: now to what you were talking about before and this was something i wanted to talk about anyway um ryback a lot there's a lot of a lot of feedback going on right now people are saying he's not ready. Who is this guy? He recently did an interview where there was comparisons brought up between Ryback and Goldberg, and Ryback said that, you know, he just because he's a bald guy, you know, people throw out those comparisons because there's a streak, you know, and he says that, you know, Goldberg was in it for the money. He doesn't love the sport. He Well, it's not really a sport, but he doesn't love the business. Um, he was just in it for the money, and Ryback is there for the long term. He lives in breathes this business and it's not about the money it's about entertainment you know and he says in every way he's a better wrestler than goldberg i believe he is a better wrestler than goldberg i'm not gonna say he's a better athlete than bill goldberg because bill goldberg was a former football player and a pretty good pretty good one at that um you know but i think that he does run circles around the wrestling talent of a bill goldberg you know but you got to consider this too Ryback has been in this business for the last seven, eight years. You know, Goldberg was thrust into uh, the main event scene, uh, green as goose shit. And even so much to the point that one of his matches, he ended up ruining the career of Bret Hart by giving him a stiff donkey kick to the head. And it, 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 it that was it for Bret. That ruined his whole career. You know, uh, you know I, I think the comparison is not justified between the two. Because he's not Goldberg. What, because he has a winning streak, he's Goldberg? I mean, is it similar? Yes. But it's not the same character. It's not the same gimmick, per se. Um, But I think Ryan Reeves has a lot of potential. I think Ryback has a lot of potential. And where it goes from here, I don't know. Do I think it's too soon for him to be in a main event situation? Yeah, I do. I think that they had a perfect lead-in with The Miz. I would have much rather seen Ryback go through The Miz take that Intercontinental Championship and remain undefeated for another year and beat everybody that came in front of him as the Intercontinental Champion and then next year get that build-up to where he's the big deal. Now it just seems like it's hot-shotted.
2: Well, yeah, and to, to add to that, the, the, another difference is they're not putting Ryback. I mean, at a time it was like you saw Goldberg defeat 15 guys and they were like, well, he uh, has a 200-guy uh, winning streak they're not making it ridiculous like they did with Goldberg you understand you know what i mean
6: well, but, but, it was like okay you make a good point there but with WCW it was he's up to 78 folks you know you're not hearing that in the WWE they're not saying he's got 37 wins against people right, and it's all right. handicap matches if you want to compare ryback to somebody compare him to vader because vader used to wrestle handicap matches on WCW Saturday night and he would take on two or three guys at a time. And to me, that's what Ryback is more like than a Goldberg. Because Goldberg, other than the night he won the World Heavyweight Championship, he went through, I think, Scott Hall, and then he went through Hogan. It's the only time he ever wrestled multiple guys in one match. Yeah, true. And I think, though, that at this pay-per-view... There's no way
2: you know it's a, it's a pay per view main event. It ain't going to be a two minute squash. We're going to finally, which I think it's kind of unfortunate. They're doing it at a pay per view for the title in Hell in a Cell, where you'll finally get to see Ryback go the distance, you know, go a, a longer match than you're used to seeing him. And I think. If he does well, and I'm sure he will do well, that in the fans' eyes will put him over to show that he can go. I'll tell you right now. I'll give an early prediction. I don't see him coming away with the title. If he does, I think it would end up being a mistake of that they've done so many times with guys like Sheamus. Um, you know, putting the title on a guy when he's he's not ready. But the problem is. After what we saw last night with Ryback just dominating CM Punk at the end of the show, how do you see
6: CM Punk beating Ryback clean? Well, that's just it. Hell in a cell, it don't have to be clean. There's no disqualifications, Bronx. Anything goes in a hell in a cell match. I mean, if you want my honest opinion, let me lay this out for you. And I think this is, you know, pretty obvious to everybody. You know, who is who's with CM Punk right now? Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. CM Punk's a Paul Heyman guy. CM Punk is the WWE champion. You have Ryback go in a Hell in a Cell match for that title. You know, I almost see shades of the Hell in a Cell match in 97 when Kane debuted. I think that Ryback will beat the dog piss out of CM Punk. And I think that Brock Lesnar will rip the damn cage off the door and put a beat down on Ryback. And then CM Punk will make the cover. Because you've got to have some way to bring Lesnar back in, really, for Survivor Series to kind of build up to WrestleMania. You know, they're talking about a traditional 10-man Survivor Series match. So think about it. you got CM Punk. you got Brock Lesnar. And you could probably throw a couple other guys on that team, obviously, against, you know, John Cena and Ryback. And obviously a couple guys, maybe even Triple H, shows up at Survivor Series for Team Cena. So I think there's possibilities there to have a really big match at Survivor Series, CM Punk goes in the cell, defends his title. It's not going to hurt Ryback to lose if Brock Lesnar comes out and, and kills him and helps oh. CM Punk to retain that belt. Everybody's like, oh, my God, he's, gonna win his, he's, gonna, he's not going to win the belt. He's going to get a losing streak, and, and then it's going to kill his whole character. No, it's not. Absolutely it's not. And if you're looking at this as a streak of Goldberg, stop, because it's not the same fucking thing. That scenario is great, except you made one
2: mistake. I mean, we, we both know at Hell in a Cell, it's impossible for anybody to interfere. That, by God, that cell is up there to keep people out and keep the competitors in. Nobody has ever gotten into a Hell in a Cell. Oh, wait. <laughs> didn't Kane rip the door off? I am being sarcastic if anybody missed that. Uh, yeah, the door gets ripped off. I mean, shit, I've seen the whole side of the fucking cell come down.
6: Did Mark Henry rip a door off one time and
2: beat the shit out of Batista? Well, shit, we we saw Foley prove that the roof isn't all that safe either because he went through the motherfucker. So yeah, if I'm be I'm being funny. If if you think the cell is going to keep somebody like freaking, you know Brock Lesnar out, you're crazy. So yeah, I I'll tell you, I'd mark out to see that. I'd mark out to see Brock. You know, I I know what you're saying about Survivor Series, but man, 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 I would give up one of those dates that you got Brock on. To see Brock against Ryback,
6: I'd mark out. I'd love to see that match one-on-one. Well, And you could do that in December. Like I said, you, you make it to where he screws Ryback out of winning the belt. Because, let's face it, I mean, I seriously doubt CM Punk's dropping that title, considering he's had the belt now for 331 days. They're really wanting him to carry that belt all the way to the Rumble. So to me, it's not feasible to have Ryback get a short little title run off CM Punk and then drop the belt back to Punk so that Rock can face Punk at the Royal Rumble. I don't see Rock versus Ryback for the championship at the Rumble. And I don't think Ryback's ready to have that title yet. I think he needs a little more time. So this is the perfect booking scenario. You put him in there in the cage with Punk. Lesnar comes in. He interferes. And Punk gets the win doesn't hurt Ryback at all in fact it gives him somebody to feud with and if Lesnar's there making five million a year by god put people over that's what you're there to do you're making five million dollars the wrestling don't matter to you you want the money so put this guy over because a a win over Brock Lesnar for Ryback is fucking huge are you kidding me that's better than winning the title really that's that that that's that's a career builder right there folks
2: Yeah. I mean, hell yeah. I mean, you you beat a legitimate badass, a former UFC guy, you know, Ryback's on the moon after that. I mean, definitely this. See, the thing I'm worried about though, is you and I are sitting here making sense. That's what I'm scared about. If the WWE does this right, like we're saying, I think it could be fucking epic, but if they screw it up, And it can be screwed up if they're not careful.
6: Mays asks in the chat room, how would you book the match without involvement from Lesnar? There's no way that you book that match without Lesnar's involvement. Agree. Because if you do, then you have one of two things happen. Punk beats down Ryback and retains the championship, or Ryback goes in there, decimates Punk, and becomes the champion. Either one of those is not, at this point, feasible. You have to bring Lesnar in or somebody to interfere in that match to help Punk keep that belt. There is no other way to book that match.
2: Well, I mean, unless you have Cena get involved somehow. But, you know, we said this a million times. I think we can all sleep easy now knowing they, they're never going to turn Cena heel. So they're not going to have Cena interfere. But but I do think, however, Cena has to be there some way. Even if he can't wrestle, I don't know. You know, that's something I was thinking about. No Cena at all on this pay-per-view, even in appearance.
6: I'm sure he'll be there. Yeah. I'm sure he might even be standing outside the cage. Who knows? You never know with him. He might be back in Ryback's play. Yeah. Or you see Brock come out. You know,
2: Cena's maybe just standing there, you know, be b- giving Ryback his support. And Brock just, you know, knocks the shit out of Cena and ends up getting in the cage to make Brock look even stronger when he screws Ryback out of the title and then, of course, you know, like we said, you could see a Ryback-Brock match down the road, which, which, again, they've got a lot of ammunition here. If they use it right, I'll be a happy guy. If they don't, then we'll be two guys bitching. Well, now, now
6: g- consider this. People are probably saying, well, why, why does Lesnar have to be in this? Let's go back to SummerSlam. They delivered the biggest buy rate SummerSlam's had in years with Brock versus Triple H as your main headliner. Survivor Series is that next big pay-per-view, and Survivor Series is one of the big four. So why not have a big ten-on-ten match that's going to feature the likes of a Brock Lesnar, a CM Punk, a Triple H? Hell, I'd like to see Vince McMahon even getting a getting a the ten-man tag as a <laughs> part of as a part of Team Cena. I mean, yeah, th- I- there's a lot of different ways to look at how this is going to play out.
2: Yeah, I mean we've got a lot of hopeful things to look forward to, which is, which is a positive. And let's see if they, they're executed the way that, that we're, you know, thinking they will be. Uh, I I'm down with everything you're saying. Great booking scenario from you as always. And, uh, I find myself agreeing with it, but it, it makes you look, I'll tell you, I, even though we both gave Raw a kind of poor grade last night, I'm still looking forward to Hell in a Cell. Just from what they did last night, just from, like you said, Sheamus and Big Show, seeing him go up against a bigger guy. Yeah, they've got me. They've got me on this pay-per-view, and, and I've always liked Hell in a Cell. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Let's see what the go-home show holds for next Monday.
6: Well, you know, I sound like a broken record, but I, I keep saying it. I'm not a big fan of, of the themed pay-per-views. I am um, not, you know, I don't want to see two Hell in a Cell matches. I want to see one. Um, I don't like the pay-per-view being named Hell in a Cell. Again, broken record. Halloween Havoc, bitches. Two days. I mean, it's the 28th. It's three days before Halloween. Why not fucking have your October pay-per-view as Halloween Havoc? I mean, would have worked a lot better than the Great American Bash that you brought back. I mean, to me, Halloween Havoc is a no-brainer because then you have your divas dressing up in fucking slutty little Halloween costumes, you know, and you can have superstars doing the same thing, really, and you can have gimmicked matches. It just, you know, I miss Halloween Havoc. Yeah, me
2: too. And you know what? Have your Hell in a Cell one match at Halloween Havoc and have that fucking cell decked out. I mean, Halloween decorations, you could do it so freaking great. No, you know, I've never, you and I, I don't think I've ever talked personally on this, but I agree with you. I miss Halloween Havoc was so awesome, and uh, it's a pay per view that I greatly miss. It was just the, it was a gimmicked pay per view, but in a right way.
6: Well, I tell you this: when I get WWE 13, the first thing I'm doing when I find uh, the the Creative Arena is I'm going to make a Halloween Havoc arena, or I'm going to download somebody's and I'm going to replace Helen Cell for that pay per view every October. It's going to be fucking Halloween Havoc from now on. Oh yeah, so, I'm gonna have some fun with that. Get my booking on, folks. But anyway, so basically this segment was about is Ryback ready? I personally don't think he's ready to be the main event guy, but I think he's getting there. I don't think he's winning that championship at Hell in a Cell. I told you where I think this is going to go. It's a slow build for him. I think by WrestleMania, he needs to be in that main event spot.
2: Yeah, and he's well on his way. You know, the fans are already behind him. He got that great, you know, rub from Cena last night. So him losing him losing with interference from Brock Lesnar. You really think that's going to hurt him? I mean, shit, the raw following hell in a cell. You see Ryback just where they're talking about securities trying to contain Ryback and they can't. He's tearing apart the backstage area. People are running scared. You have him go absolutely ape shit nuts the next night. He still looks like a
6: million bucks. I agree. And, uh, just, before we hit this first commercial break we are 14 days away folks two weeks from the release of ww13 two weeks next week on this very program we will have an interview live on the air as we go to air with thq's own brian williams in regards to WWE 13 next week october 23rd right here wrestling news live oh yeah yeah, get your questions in on the
2: on the SNS Facebook page, and I'll just sit back and let JJ talk about something he's expertise on gaming. You know, I may throw in a question here and there, which JJ will be like that stupid fuck. But you know, hopefully it'll work out.
6: You know what, Maze Maze says in the chat room, I requested all for W thirteen. Judge me, laugh out loud. Hey Maze, guess what? I'm not working that day. I'm going to get my game and I'm going to play it all fucking day. And then maybe I'll do wrestling live. <laughs> or maybe
2: I'll just be here by myself or talking. Or will be doing
6: it while I play. Who knows? I mean that that could happen.
2: It would be cool for me to do it but still have you like on air in the background.
6: JJ, you still playing?
5: Yeah.
6: Okay, man. I'll talk to you in a little bit. Hey, it's JJ Sextay. Hey, I'm just coming in with some live reports from my WWE 13 uh, universe. Yeah, I can see that happening. it would be fun. <laughs> but anyway, with that being said, we're going to take our first commercial break, come back, read the news headlines of the week, including some stuff with, uh, <laughs> with Tammy Sitch and the Hulkster brother. Right after this, it's going to get wild, brother.
0: The following announcement has been paid for by the New
3: World Order. Hey, big, sexy Kevin Nash. Hey, yo. Say hello to the back. Scott Hall.
5: Uh Uh
3: You're listening to Wrestling News Live
1: on the SNS Radio Network.
5: One more for the good guys.
2: The preceding announcement has been paid for by the new world order.
0: wrestlingonline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. If you're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling, log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest running newsletter on the internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's free! Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mind Wipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun.
4: Go to the revolution. Do you know why I am the leader? Because I'm the best in the world. I put attitude back where it belongs. So join me. Live the
5: revolution.
7: WWE 13, each the exclusive attitude Era campaign. WWE Live. And the biggest superstar roster ever. Live the revolution.
4: He wasn't always the best in the world, but he always believed
1: he was.
5: I drug free! I'm free! each be every you here
7: today! A loner, neglected by his own blood. I watched all the resources and everything go
4: to the brother who stole from me, and I was just like, peace out.
0: Propelled by his own desire to succeed, to change the rules, to become... CM Punk. Best in the world. In this exclusive compilation of never-before-seen
7: interviews and untold stories, explore the Street Edge Superstars' personal sacrifices. I can't tell you all the things that I neglected and, or missed or just completely ruined. I wasn't into burning bridges. I would blow the bridges up like while I was still on
4: them. His struggle for recognition within the WWE. You look at the dude and think, oh, this is the guy that's going to park our cars, or this is the guy that's going to steal our car, one of the two. Nobody in WWE knew what to do with them, just signed a guy that had some buzz.
0: A lot of people thought
4: he tarnished the championship. I went to Vince and I said, this is unacceptable. That was the last drop.
0: And the
7: infamous moment that rewrote CM Punk's destiny. They're going to give you a microphone and they
4: want you to air your grievances. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. The vibe backstage was so
7: indescribable. Just people freaking out. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it right now.
4: Nobody can touch me. Pipe bomb. CM Punk. Best in the world.
3: Coming soon.
4: Who better to play in the devil's playground than me, Lucifer, Beelzebub, Satan. (laughs)
5: Ha, <laughs>
3: You're listening to wrestling news live on SNS radio. And I know you can take that sucker.
6: All right, guys, we're back right here, wrestling news live on the SNS Radio Network. As always, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ All Caps Sex A. And I'm being joined. As always, by the third leg of the tripod, the unofficial, if you will, if you will, the Bronx father, Tony J. Mirabella. Just starting shit in the chat room, man. What are you doing now? (laughs) What's that? What are you doing now?
2: Oh, just, you know, fucking with Anthony Farley like everybody else does.
6: Oh, well, that's that's nothing new, dude. Seriously. I mean, everybody does that.
2: I mean, he wants to be me so bad, but I'm like, I'm
6: uncopyable. So you think you're untouchable? <laughs> no, I, no, look, seriously, let's let go there. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to change the subject before this gets out of hand. Right. Before we actually get to the news of the week, um, we do have joining us on the line, ladies and gentlemen. I think he's in Florida, live in the in the United States of America, hot off his... Bound for glory popularity on Sunday. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the fucking foreign kid, the international sensation, Chris Kelly. What's going on, hey, dude? God, how,
8: what's going right, on, Right now, I am at, yeah, I'm in Florida. I'm sat in my hotel room. I say hotel room. They, TNA actually booked me a hotel suite. They um, booked you a room? Yeah, they, they they booked me a room.
6: I told you it was a big deal.
8: Like... Like this is a true story. Um, I I came here yesterday, and I walk and I walk up to and, oh, yeah, uh, and, and I go, oh yeah, Chris K, for for four nights, and they go, oh yeah, okay, it's paid for. I was like, what? It's paid for. They go, yeah. So TNA, T- T- TNA booked me a hotel suite, paid for it, and saved me two hundred and forty quid. So, I'm happy. I got a hotel suite, not a hotel room, but yeah, I'm right now in a uh, in sunny Florida. Um, but as you guys say, bad I was there and. Man, it was fucking amazing to be there live. Like, uh, I spoke to you, I, I believe, on Sunday night about Bamberg Glory. But how well did the crowd come ac- come across on TV?
6: Um, well, they were fine until it was the "This is awkward" chant.
8: <laughs> yeah, um, I don't. I think the crowd were, were like, we we were more stunned about it being Devon, and then the the reason we're trying to try this is awkward is because they didn't segue. Like it was like, good, like a good two minute of Devon going there, going yeah, it's me, it's me. It's like, do we carry on at all? Going to move on at all? And it didn't move on. And like, I saw the reports today saying that Devon isn't the leader. And I said, and I said that to you on Sunday. He's not the leader. He he's involved. And I say the whole pay of view was good, apart from maybe two parts. The bit when they brought out Tara's flipping boyfriend. Because, dude, I have no, no idea who the fuck that was. You um, <laughs> know. Nobody I knew who the fuck he was.
6: You know, like, and, and, and do you know what the worst part is, Crelly? What's that? The worst part of the whole situation is that they were basically putting over the fact that uh, he's been on TMZ a lot, and they were looking for TMZ to cover it. TMZ didn't even cover it.
8: That's good. No, no one knows who the fuck he is. Well,
6: TMZ like, knows who he is because he's always on TMZ. But my, my point is that TNA was looking for that shout-out from TMZ because they see WWE gets it all the time. And they see it you know from the from the Hulk Hogan sex tape. But they were looking to get a little pub uh, off the Jesse Goddard's thing. And it, it did nothing for them. They, they didn't even talk about it. It was just an afterthought. I mean, that was the most awkward fucking spot. I mean, to me, that reveal
8: was more awkward than Devon. Yeah, and what it was, that whole reveal, it overshadowed the fact that Tara won the belt. Cause, yes. Because, like, Todd's a great wrestler. So is Brooke Adams. But the whole reveal overshadowed it. And it was fucking pointless. At least get John Martin in. He's Hollywood-like. Just anyone. Uh, someone that we know would have been great. Because the crowd were like, who are you? Who are you?" Because we had no fucking idea who it was. I could have went out there and got a bigger cheer than fucking that dude. Literally no idea. But apart from that, man, it, w- it was a good pay-per-view. Um, now, did you guys see the bit where Jeff Hardy kept like swearing to the crowd? He no. He kept uh, t- 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 telling the crowd to go fuck themselves. I did not see that. I heard about it, but I didn't see it. Basically, um, the crowd at one point was running, "Let's go, Aries! Hardy sucks! Let's go, to Aries! Hardy sucks!" And Aries went out the ring, and Jeff Hardy flipped off the crowd, and then get, and then they go fuck yourself to, to, to the whole crowd. And the only way that I I, I can compare the atmosphere. Would be when John a footsie and punk at Money in the Bank. That's how crazy the crowd was, and by no means was that really a field. I mean, I feel, I mean the, the below the hard camera, it, it was t- it was tarped off. But apart from that, like the crowd was fucking insane, man. And apart from the Je- the Jesse, what's his fucking face name reveal, I thought it was the best best pay per view that I've seen by t- by TNA in, in in the last two years or so.
6: Well, you know, again, I, I don't watch a lot of TNA, but I will say this: um, I wasn't a big fan of the opening match with Rob Van Dam and uh, Zima Ion. I thought squashing Zema Ion that quickly and putting that belt on Rob Van Dam was a mistake. Um, again, Rob Van Dam should be putting this guy over.
8: Well, like, when I, I, um, after the show, they went back to the bar, and I, and I was speaking to a, to RVD. And he and he goes to me well. The 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 reason I got the belt now is because Iron had beat everyone had beaten everyone in in the division, and that division had gone stale. And they wanted to have me win the belt, so now they they can be they can be new challengers. But don't worry, in matter of time, Iron will be back and challenging for it. And I get that RVD is a much bigger name than than, than Iron. Even if I, even if I I I already put over Iron, uh, RVD brings in more names and more money in terms of merchandise than than, than, than actually ever ever will.
6: Well, yeah, from and, that standpoint, I, I can understand that. But
8: and what and what do you guys think of um, Storm versus Rude that that street fight? I went back oh.
6: and I, I went back and watched it before the show tonight. Yeah, um, what a match! But I think Storm bladed himself way deep, man, because there were points where he literally
8: looked like he was about to pass out, legit. Yeah, I mean, I uh, like. At the after party, like literally, he had a giant fucking plus on his face. And I go, man, are you running? And he goes, uh, yeah, but I think I, think I, I might be a bit, a, bit, a bit dizzy. So I, I got a short of Jägermeister to, to, to cure that pain. But, yeah, dude, uh, I, I asked him about King Mo, and he goes, well, you know what? It's what the company wanted. But then I asked Creative to have him have a limited role, because me and Rude wanted to tear the house down without uh, Mo being there. And that's what it did. Like, that there, in my opinion, match of the night, and that could change match of the year. I mean, I put that on, on par with um, Taker versus uh, Triple at Mania, in terms of, like, storytelling, in terms of emotion, in terms of crabbing into it. And you I, know,
6: again, I, I agree. I think it was a great match. It was definitely best match of the night. It was hard for anybody to follow that. Um, but I absolutely loved it.
8: Yeah, I felt bad for fucking Al Snow and uh, Jerry Ryan for, for, for trying to follow that. Like the crowd, the crowd was spent. We we had to relax, and then they gave us Ryan versus Al Snow. And I saw on Twitter people were moaning about the fact that a loser of the Gut Check managed to get in, get a pay per view match on Back from Glory, and the winners are, and the winners are nowhere. Now my response to that is that's because Joey Ryan is a much better wrestler than any of the winners of the Gut Check. Joey Ryan is TV ready, unlike anyone on the Gut Check. And uh, okay, on. No, I'm
2: sorry, Crowley. I was just going to say, and I think that to some extent, we know the gut checked is gimmicked. You know what I yeah. mean? It's not a full shoot, so I agree with you. I mean, this guy has the most charisma, and on TV he's the most talented, so I get what you're saying. I agree with you
6: well i mean let me let, let's be real honest this was this was scripted from the, from day one. They had all these plans in motion with Joey Ryan. If you think that it was, it was legit, that he had real heat with them, this has been a, the game plan for the longest time. It's him trying to work a shoot. And, I mean, they pulled it off. Um, I thought the match was decent. I got to ask you, though, what was the live crowd like when Matt Morgan came out and fucking big-booted Al Snow?
8: That was short value. I mean, like because um, the way it's out is like the, the entrance round was actually at an angle. And he ran from, like, kind of a, a corner of the arena. And there was a holy shit chant. I'm not, I'm not sure if, 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 if it came across on TV. But we all were expecting um, Morgan to kick the shit out of uh, Joey Ryan. Unless they're going to go for like, Joey Ryan having Matt Morgan as, as his bodyguard. But, I mean, it was, like... it, it, it I can't really put a word. It, it was a great night for me. It was, it was a great night, great weekend. I mean... All in all, I had a great weekend. I met every single person on the roster. I even queued up to see my best friend, Magnus, out of me and Queen.
6: I bet he was so happy he could shit.
8: Ah, uh, dude. Because um, I, 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 I queued up, and he and he was looking down, like starting talking and he goes, hey, what's your net? He looks up and goes, net. And he goes, damn it. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm Chris. And he goes, Oh, damn it! I was like, "Yeah, Chris Age Cranios. age to age, creepy." Yeah, yeah. And I got a photo of him, and literally, he was looking the other way. He did not want to be in that photo. He didn't want me to be there, and he, he and he didn't even shake my hand. I I put my hand out to shake his hand. He ignored my, He he ignored the handshake.
6: What did you do to him, Crelly? Um Why does he hate it, you so much?
8: <laughs> well, I. I I thought, it, I thought it was because I do like podcasts and do like radio and, what, and whatnot. And that, and that was the reason that he told me on Twitter. But when I spoke to his friend, um, he told me that it's because I bought Mickey James a drink in Scotland at the Teenage UK party like last year. And he thought that after I was trying to bang Mickey James that night, and me buying, buying her a drink was me trying to hit on her. That's wow. That's where it all comes from.
6: Well, if, um, if, if he's that insecure. A guy that looks like that is, is insecure over you, he's got some serious problems. <laughs> and that, and that, that's, not, that's not a pot shot at you, Crowley, so don't take it as such.
8: No, 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 no I, I get what me you mean. But, and, then he tried, and then on Twitter when I asked him, he, he, he said it, it's because, I, because I'm not a real fan and because I, I, I do a podcast and I'm hurting wrestling. Wow. Um, to, to which I say, I traveled, what, 400 miles to Bound for Glory? Does that not make, does, does it not make me a real fan?
6: No, you just did it to cover it on a radio show, Crelly. (laughs) Come clean. You're not a real fan.
8: I got to
2: make you my best friend. I mean, you get comped hotel rooms from TNA, and I love calamari. You get 240 squid. I mean, shit. I mean, I
6: need to make you my best friend. No dipshit. Not calamari. Quid is money, you (laughs) fucking dumbass.
8: No, I'm still at some point expecting something to happen because you don't often get... Free hotel rooms. I'm still at some point expecting something to happen, and they're gonna make me pay for something. Don't know what it is, but I'm not sleeping well at night because you don't get 250 dollars from a free hotel.
6: That wasn't for you. That was for dipshit over there.
8: <laughs> okay, dipshit. But yeah, I mean, man, I literally the, the whole weekend has been fantastic. Um, on the Friday, we had like this li- a little party just for the guys that went to the like via travel package, and it was. Christy Hemi, SoCalVal, RVD, and Kazarian, and uh, Daniels. And I'm there just in the corner, and Hemi, and, uh, Hemi walked in, and like some, like, some guy asked her a photo. She's posing for the photo, as she's posing, she, she sees me out, out, of the corner, out, out of the corner of, of, of her eye. I, as this guy says cheese, she bolts from the photo, leaves this guy standing there, like going, Where the fuck's she gone? And, and come to see me? And he's and he, like, Where the fuck did she go? Like the well, worst thing is she didn't she didn't even, even go back and see him. So he thanks to me, he didn't get a photo with Hemi. God damn so that, like go James
6: out. Bond. Listen to this shit. Fucking women just lining up for him.
8: <laughs> Fucking running across
6: the room. Oh it's Curly. I mean, a big deal out of squid and seeing
2: things out of the corner of your eye. I mean I see the whole world out of the corner of my eye. That doesn't make <laughs> me special.
8: Yeah, but man, now it's because you're, you're hashtag over. That, that's that's what I am, man. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then when I and then on the uh, on on the Saturday at like the actual a meet and greet, I, I'm there and uh, I on the stage and, and there's JB there and SoCal Val and Chris Hemsworth start singing and dancing, going, "It's Peanut Butter cruddy time, Peanut Butter cruddy time." I shit you not. I'm like, that's cool. A oh, fuck.
6: The name's Kelly, Chris Kelly.
8: <laughs> I like
6: my and, martini shaken, not stirred.
8: And then we hit the bar. Uh, me, Steve, Mex, James Storm. We got there after the pay per view about nine o'clock. We didn't leave the bar until three a.m. And we only left the bar because some, Aus- some Australian offered to give us free beer. And James Storm had a flight at five, so <laughs> that shows you. How much James Tom, James, James Thomas enjoys beer? Free beer, that.
6: Currently, the burning question in the chat room is, "What the fuck was up with your tie?"
8: Um. Well. <laughs> what, what? This the is a valid
6: the, question, my friend, because the length
8: or the color of it. What, uh, what, 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 the what length. It?
6: The length. My Where? wife, my wife Harmony, used to work for a um, uh, men's tuxedo store. Right. She worked for I think a couple of those actually, and she saw that picture and burst out laughing she goes what the fuck is he wearing and i was what? like well okay the, the tie is a little short yeah I, i'll admit that
8: but like the thing is like we don't really have like a set length for for a tie in in, in england so i just did it I, I didn't even care how long or short it was i just put it on
6: so you're telling me under james bond suit that tie is not really that long it just kind of like as soon as it goes into the jacket it's pretty much gone
8: Pretty much. I mean, there's no length. Like, they no defined length of a fucking tie. No,
6: you heard it here, folks. British people have no length.
8: <laughs> Says a guy that had a girl that was in play, watch over to go see him. I, I must be doing something right. Hey, I'm
6: just I'm just saying what you just said. <laughs> that the British don't have length. Take in it for tie. what
8: you will. In their tie. Ooh! <laughs> but yeah, I mean... uh and then we had the uh, Hall of Fame on on Saturday, and that, and that was pretty cool. They they brought they had like wrestlers to each table, and and as you saw on my table was a uh, Brooke Hogan and uh and Tara. And what quite, what was quite weird is that in person Brooke Hogan is so much hotter than on camera, and she looks fuck cool like her father in person. Like that's like Gillian like uh,
6: Hall looks better in person, or at least she used to. She looked better. In person, I remember the house show that I went to right before WrestleMania 2022, back in 2006, when I was drunk off my ass to propose to her. That bitch was hot as hell in real life. On TV, you know, she looks okay. But in real life, she looked better. Now, not so much. Yeah, well, she was hot because you had a Budweiser freaking tractor trailer full of beer. Oh, buddy. No, no, no. She she was hot in person. Drunk or, or, or sober. That bitch was hot.
8: Man, I think the hottest person that I've seen in person this, or this past week was either Brooke Adams or Terrence Terrell. Like, TV does not do... Those two in person are just fucking stunning. Like, I can't... Like, literally, when, when they brought, brought, brought out Terran, my, my fucking jaw hit the floor. And she had no cue because everyone was fucking queuing up for Jeff Hardy. So I got to chat, chat with her for a bit. I was so tempted to, uh, to ask her about Drew McIntyre. But I thought I'd, 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 I'd get attacked by fucking Atlas Security. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I literally, everyone this weekend at Papa Magnus was, was fucking fantastic. I mean, as uh, I, I saw was, was on Facebook, I, I went to a bar with Sean Hernandez. And when I walked up to like see him first time, it was him and Chavo. And 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 he goes, "See, this is the English uh, guy guys I was talking about. He gets fucking drunk the whole time, and it's his fucking round next. And I'm like, damn it.
6: I, so, I <laughs> I want you to do me a favor, Curly. What's that? While you're there, work your magic. I would like you to, to book me Chavo Guerrero for Wrestling News Live. I will try. See what you can do, but do me a favor and send him a message from 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 me to him. Okay. Okay. I want you to go up to him, and I want you to tell him that his favorite fan in Calgary, Sienna, says hello, and when is he coming back to Calgary?
8: Will do. And then try to get
6: me an interview so I can talk to him because I want to bring CNN for that because she made his night when he was here in Calgary and I would love to get the two of them talking again and just I would I've never talked to Chavo other than the night that I met him. I would like to really just sit down and have a nice interview with Chavo.
8: Yeah, I mean, like I met Chavo like before I met him at, at, at the meet and greet. Um, I, was in, I was in the lift going up to my up to my room and and, and he got in and the guy was just peasant as hell like. He, he goes, hey, I'm Chavo, and we spoke for about five, ten minutes, just about random shit. And he was legit one of the nicest guys that i met in, in terms of wrestling. So, yeah, man, I'll, I'll try and see what, what I can do in, in terms of that, but it shouldn't be a problem because um, I can probably make that happen. But yeah, just, just
6: make sure you say hello for Sienna. That's...
8: I, will. I will. I will because, I'm go- because tomorrow uh, all, all the guys are flying in from Nashville because they all flew to Nashville for so I'll try and see if he's out of the, air, uh, at the air house, and uh, I'll be sure to pass on the message, that message for it to him.
6: Yeah, and let me know what his reaction is, because I think he'll remember her. Will do, will do. All right, buddy.
8: But yeah, so great, 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 we go, great we go rule. Nothing I can really moan about. Um, like I say, Storm versus Rude was amazing. Jeff Hardy versus Osneris was amazing, despite the crowd ripping on Jeff Hardy and telling him he uh, I mean, what were your guys' thoughts on Jeffery winning the belt? I mean, because I, I saw on Twitter, and it's kind of mixed reaction. It, it was, are they kissing his ass to make him stay? Or was it time for Aries to drop the belt?
6: You know, here's the thing with that. Um, I know a lot of people wanted Austin Aries to keep the belt. I mean, Austin's had a pretty good run. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, not that he's put asses in seats. I mean, there's a lot of people that are Austin Aries fans. You know, I think he's a good wrestler, and I think he's a decent talker. I wasn't real big on this whole uh, build-up for Bound for Glory, where he turned the the, the go-home show and became the heel. Um, you know, as far as as far as Jeff Hardy winning the belt, uh, do I think it's them kissing his ass to some degree? Yeah, I do. I do think yeah. that. Hang on one second. No, I agree with J.J. I
2: mean, you know, to, to some degree, it's kissing his ass, but. I find it, you know, amazing. He was behaving the way you say he was, considering that, you know, he, he's he, he's got to mature and realize that, you know, you're going to get heat from the fans. It doesn't mean you give him the
8: finger and talk shit on him. Well, I think what what was unfortunate for him was the fact that that the whole front row was kind of p- people that I traveled from, like uh, other countries. Of course, they are a bit, a bit smarky per se, right? And uh, and I think the reason that that Jeff Hardy got that reaction was because it's it's, it's a bit like John Cena, because he, he shoved down your throat so much, you start hating it, and you start booing. What is the anti of that? And of course, the anti thing of that. Oh, sorry, the anti thing of Jeff Hardy is Aries. So you right. we end up cheering Aries despite, despite the fact that he's a bad guy. But we end up cheering him because we are so sick of Jeff Hardy.
6: Sorry guys, I'm I'm back. I had to. Lexi came down and invaded the studio. So.
8: <laughs> I just, had to I, tell
6: the I, child good night.
8: I was just saying that. I think the reason that we cheered uh, Aries at Bound for Glory was because the fans were so tired of Jeff Hardy being thrust down our throats a bit like uh, uh, the, the whole John Cena thing that we what was opposite of of Hardy, which is Aries. Well,
6: you know, see, here's my thing with Hardy. Um, going back to my, my original thought. You know, people are saying that, you know, he's changed. You know, he's cleaned his act up. We don't really know that. We haven't heard anything as far as him being... Uh, you know, stoned or, you know, drunk or anything. So, you know, a lot of people's eyes, maybe he has cleaned his act up. Time will tell. Um, he didn't really go to rehab, and I have problems believing that a guy that uh, was addicted to the pills that he was on and didn't really go to rehab has cleaned his act up. Uh, maybe he's just better at hiding it. I don't know. I'm not saying he is. I'm not saying he isn't. So don't, you know, don't say that I am saying that the guy's high. I personally think that there's rumors going out there that his contract's up in February. I don't think he's renewing. I think he's going to take some time off, whether he goes and you know, spends time with the family or whether he decides he wants that final run with the WWE. I think he's leaving come February, and I really hope that this company has enough common sense to, if that happens, take that belt off of him before he goes. You don't want another situation like they had with Devon where he's the champion and he leaves the company. And I'm almost yeah. afraid they're going to do that. And they're going to throw everything at it. They're going to keep the belt on him because they want him to stay. They want him to stay. Um, I I just, I don't know. I don't know that he was ready to get that title. I know he's the biggest merchandise guy there because he's the biggest name they have. Kurt Angle's kind of fallen off the wagon. You know, Jeff Hardy is that guy you can get behind in market. But I, I think it was the wrong move personally.
8: Yeah, I mean, but I mean, say if, say if it had the belt it it would have been hard to book him against like because there's no other like person that, that's free to feud with a hill i mean unless they can have Bully Ray feud with him but he's busy with Devon. so I think by doing that sorry um yes yeah, yeah so but by, by doing that i guess it gives new opportunities i guess well i mean but
6: but who <laughs> Who's next in line for a world title run? I mean, obviously, I would think Austin Aries has a rematch rematch clause, so you're going to get another another match between those two. Bully Ray, for all intent and purposes, looks like he's turned face, so he's not there. Uh, Matt Morgan just got back. I don't think you're going to put him in that situation. So, I mean, really, at this point, who goes after that belt? You're not going to put Christopher Daniels and Kaz going after it because neither one of them are ready to be main event guys.
8: Yeah, but I... I think right now, and um, um, we always say this, right now TNA have the chance to take things to the next level, and come first, and come Thursday night. It depends how they do it. I mean, you could you could say that, that James Storm is ready for Jeff Hardy, but like it'd be hard for him to have his face again. You could, uh, I guess, I the mean, Rue's not able because Rue's now kind of heal. So I mean, you are right, but come on, like I say, I, I believe Thursday is open fight night, so. In theory, anyone could, could, could turn Jeff Hardy to a fight come Friday night.
6: Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if I was them, I'd do something with Matt Morgan. I'd make that guy a fucking monster. I'd make him Sid Vicious 2.0. Yeah, I'd I'm have him going out there power bombing the fuck out of everybody on that roster.
8: Yeah, because like, Matt Morgan is stacked, and, and I mean stacked in a good way. Um, but like, like I said, time, time will tell. I will be at the impact zone this, this, this Friday night, calling chaos, uh, seeing what I can do. Also, I'm i gonna have a few, a few more signs this this better night, so I might take in, like, some, like I do know a, a new crazy sign and an SNS sign. Uh. But no, we'll we'll see what I make, and then I leave back to England on Friday. I, w- I want Hogan fears JJ
6: Sexay. That's what I want as a sign right there.
8: I will try to in. Uh, <laughs> what, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take a three or four signs. I will like kind of put that one behind my my craze sign, hoping that they don't check it. Yeah, you don't want him to
6: check it because Hogan will fucking be mad. (laughs) Now, before we let you go, one last thing. With the Aces and Eights reveal, be honest with me, Krelly. Don't bullshit me. I want to know what were your thoughts on Hogan beating up the Aces and Eights.
8: Fucking stupid. Thank you! (laughs) Thank you! Like, you have two men who are in great shape who get beaten down, and Mr. Hogan, who can barely walk dropped all four of them. It's like even even the Hulk Hogan mark next to me, the one that, that brings would have been a in the face, agreed <laughs> it was stupid.
6: You know, it, it's he doesn't want to let go. He still wants to he still thinks he's Hulk Hogan from thirty years ago. He still thinks he's that larger than life guy that can beat up anybody. And he needs to get over his ego and worry about if he's gonna be the guy in TNA, he needs to worry about putting over the younger talent. Shouldn't have been him, it should have been somebody else. And to me, that was just one of his last moments of glory that he tried to soak up the fan adulation, and it was completely and utterly pathetic on television, absolutely pathetic.
8: It, it be- an abyss. Abyss would make good sense.
2: Yeah, I mean that reminded me of the end of Terminator One, when the Terminator's crushed and only has left is a torso and an arm, and he's still crawling towards Sarah Connor, and you're like, "Bitch, you're done.
6: Just give it up." but he won't. Well, see, and I mean, they, they, they should have brought Joseph Park back, back out. Hogan could have been with him. You know, he could have been like, you know, you got to get back down there and, and help out the guys. And Joseph Park could have laid those guys out with Hogan standing behind him, cheering him on. But no, Hulkster's got to be bigger than life. He's got to be the Hulkster. He thinks he's still the major draw. Hogan is not the draw he thinks he is. And he hasn't been for a long fucking time.
8: Brother. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. It should be Park... Because, I I say, Parks had just, just broke the chains. I mean, he'd been, what, he, he'd been kidnapped for, what, two months now? And then now he, he, he managed to break the chains? Um, yeah, he he just came back out. He, he he just, like, let's say, with Hogan, came out. Black Hole slammed one of the guys through, through the fucking um, ramp. I believe two of the guys were Luke Gallows and Mike Knox.
6: Yes, Mike one Knox was the other guy in the match.
8: Um. But I think I I I think by by them announcing Devon as one of the members, that's good because if not, it would be a bit a bit like the Nexus where they kept going, kept going. Oh yeah, we have a higher power. We have a, we have a higher power. But at least now at least one member of The Nates. and maybe it will be filled up with people that have had that have de- a vendetta against this Hulk Hogan regime. I mean, just think anyone that's been pissed off or insulted by Hulk Hogan. In TNA, okay, and have but them be but part of,
6: of Well, you know, and I hope that's the case because I mean, nothing says what the fuck with Luke Gallows and, and Mike Knox than you know what the fuck. Uh, what beef do they have with Hulk Hogan and TNA? Uh, exactly. Um, you know, I don't want this to be NWO version 5.6. You know, where it's yeah. it's former WWE guys and none of them are main event guys. They're all fucking mid card dudes. You know.
8: I mean, I, and I'm afraid one, that's the direction. If you want to use Luke Gallows and Mike Knox, have Jeff Jarrett be part of the group, right, and have him bring in guys from Lincoln King. And, and have Jeff Jarrett say, you know what, you bash me to India. I've come back. I've got an army. And bring out Mike Knox, bring out Chris Masters, bring out Luke Gallows. That's that's how that could work.
6: Well, you know what, if they want this to work, they really need to come out and be, be a biker gang. You know, I want to see them in wrestling attire, you know, with the biker vests, You know, I want to see him wearing jeans and fucking stupid shit every week. I want to see him actually go out there and wear wrestling attire, you know, and make it a believable thing with Bischoff as the fucking leader or maybe Jeff Jarrett. You got to do something because those are the guys that need to be involved in this as opposed to, you know, Mike Knox and Luke Gallows. Now, granted, I think Luke Gallows is a guy that can, you know, that's been given chicken shit in the past, according to CM Punk, and made it work. I mean, he was Festus. He made that work. You know, he was in the Straight Edge Society, and that worked for him. He's a good talent, you know. He, he was even a fake fucking Kane, you know, the May 19th shit. That was Luke Gallows. Yeah. So, he's a good worker. I just want to see them do him right. And I hope that he is involved in the final product, because I think he deserves a chance.
8: I mean, you think you of a good worker. What about um, Wes Briscoe that was there? I, I saw Wes Briscoe at Bound for Glory. He's the one that can wrestle. I'm, I mean, I'm not quite sure why he was fired from WWE, but he, from from what I gather, is is part of the group as well. And I mean, like I said, like like you say, these guys need need to make sense. I'm not quite sure how how you're going to make sense with West Briscoe unless you say the fact that TNA went, went off from a contract. so you do this kind of gang? But like I said, time will tell. This, this Thursday should be big because it's, it's their show after the biggest show of the year, and this is when they have a chance to reset all storylines. They they have a chance to. The next year's like plans to be put into place, and for me, it's exciting. But like I say, Hulk Hogan, dro- Hulk Hogan dropping TNA was fucking stupid.
6: I agree, man. I agree. Well, I want to thank you for calling in, man. It was good to hear from you, and I'm sorry that we weren't able to get you on the air Sunday night. But uh, it's good to, to hear the the backstage details, man. TNA hooking you up and you hanging out with the guys. It's awesome, dude.
8: Yeah, I'll find coin Thursday uh, for uh, for, the, for the TNA show. Uh, depends how drunk I am, because despite what despite what people have said, I've not had one beer since I got here. I, I've been sober since last week.
6: Oh, when, you said, so, when you said you hadn't had one beer, I thought, no, you're hitting hard shit.
8: nope I've not been drinking. I've been I've been drinking dark coke the whole time. I'll
6: try not to buy the whole. Try not to buy James Storm drinks all night.
8: <laughs> no, I'm I'm scared that if I go to the bar, I'm going to end up uh, buying drinks for SoCal Val and dude, she can neck drinks. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Yeah, we have you know, no. Can't. go on, man. No, I was like, I, I, I said earlier that me, James Storm, and Tip Mex were, were the last guys to leave. The last guys to leave was So caval. Kind of Val.
6: You know what I'd and like that- to? You know what I'd like to organize, krelly I'd like to get James Storm, Stone Cold Steve Austin, JBL, Farouk, who's another good beer drinker. Get all those guys together and have Crelly just buy them rounds at the bar to see who drinks the most. No. <laughs> Well, there's, no,
2: there's no wellness policy for TNA Chat Live, so if you want to call in drunk, I'll
6: take it. <laughs> oh, do it, do it. Call in drunk. Bronx needs the ratings,
8: dude. Uh, you, no, hey, nothing, there's, nothing there's, is ratings like drunk
6: Crelly. Nothing says ratings like drunk Crelly.
8: Yeah, I mean, who, who, who can ever forget the unplugged without asking you live, live updates on, on my fucking WWE universe? That's my new of the week. Oh. Um, but yeah, uh, like. I'm gonna chill out. When I um, when I get back to England, I'm gonna have WWE 13 a week before you guys. So bitch. I'm, I'm happy.
6: You fucking bitch. <laughs> That's bullshit. How dare you?
8: That's blasphemy. Well, well i try. I'll try. I'll try, try not to mock you too badly, but I might post like screenshots of the case in my hand and all that, all that do stuff.
6: Don't make me come <laughs> to England, Crowley.
8: Well, if you try, if you find Florida, you might have a better chance of meeting me.
6: <laughs> well, you know, if you get your ass fly to WrestleMania, you'd fucking meet me, because I'm going.
8: We'll see, we'll see what I can what I, I, I do for next year. If not, JJ, just fucking find a Bound for Glory. It's much cheaper.
6: Well, much cheaper. But, but you're missing the point. I want to go to a WrestleMania, because I've never been.
8: Yeah, so do Mania, and then next you do, do Battle for Glory.
6: It depends on what the card is, man.
8: Me, I, I'm there. I, I'm the fucking main event of TNA. Probably the
6: leader of Aces and Eights. Sure, why
8: not? Yeah, that's that's the like that's, that 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 level like, the, like the, the big secret. You, couldn't you tell the fact that one of the guys tried, tried, tried to punch him in the face? I'm I'm actually the, the leader of of, of his inmates.
2: Don't I'm spend all your stuff. squid in one place. Was that sorry? Don't spend all your squid in one place.
8: Well, I've got just shy of of a thousand dollars uh, on me, so I'm gonna. Have a bit of fun over the next few days. Well,
2: that's nice. So, the, you know, anybody who's in the chat or listening to this is like, well, I'm going to rob this motherfucker tonight. Yeah, put that out there.
6: <laughs> yeah, Bronx, you're beating a dead squid. Stop. Yep. All right, Crowley, we'll talk to you later, bud.
8: you okay, guys. Peace. All right.
6: There you have it. The international sensation, boys and girls. Chris Kelly, headlocks dot headlinescom Jet set. And I'm so proud of that kid. He's, he's come a long way. He's out there living the dream, folks. Wow. Living the dream. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I think it's time, to, uh, it's time to run down some news. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Excuse me!
0: Excuse me! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. May I have your attention, please? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing
6: and listen. And now, the news. Well, let me see. What do we start off with? What do we start off with? Well, if you saw Raw last week, you might have heard JBL make a uh, inappropriate comment toward Carlos Colon, saying that the uh, 24-time Puerto Rican champion owed him money and, well, others as well. Uh, apparently, <laughs> Carlos Colon was very offended by that remark as JBL was only trying to get heel heat uh, and entertain the masses, so he basically put out an apology to the Colon family and, uh, you know, it is what it is. I I, I know that you thought the remark was, was out of line, Bronx. I, I personally thought it was funny, and I knew what JBL was going for. I mean, he's the heel commentator. He's supposed to get the heat. And I think he did it, but, you know, in this politically correct age, people don't like to be made fun of.
2: Yeah, and, you know, not only that, how many people got that besides us? You know, it was like if you were just, you know, a random viewer listening at home, you were like, what? You know, I mean, it's
6: not the end of the world, so. Um, we also talked about Tammy Sitch being arrested last week. She was held on uh, $1,000 bail. Yes, you heard me correctly, $1,000 bail. Since that time, ladies and gentlemen, a video surfaced. Uh, that was, I think, an older video. I don't know when it was taken, but she was doing a you shoot type video and she broke the news that her and her boyfriend, the one that she's assaulted many times over, were thinking about doing a sex tape, a celebrity sex tape, folks. This is what, this is what Tammy Sitch said, and it would be a three-volume sex tape. The first would be, like, oral and vaginal sex, and the second would be nothing but anal because she loves to get fucked in the ass. And the third would be some sort of fetish video, and the guy asked her, well, how long are we talking about? And she says, these would be, like, six hours long. Because I just, I love sex. Wow. So, just another low point in the life of Tammy Sitch. Um, you know, I, I was just thinking, so the first one is a normal sex video. The second one is nothing but anal. Maybe the third um, could be Tammy Sitch and fucking horses and cows. You know, bestiality. I mean, if she wants a fetish video, why not?
2: Uh, a low point? I mean, her life is Death Valley. I mean, shit, you... you you can't get much lower. I mean, I, I'm I'm basically done with her. I mean, it's like... My thing is, you need to have a legal porno with her. Like, where she's fucking, like, you know, five DAs and ten lawyers and some prison guards.
6: That I'd pay to see. Now, see, I, I got one better for you. What they need to do for Volume 3 is that Sonny needs to reenact her days from the WWE, where she fucked Shawn Michaels, she fucked Bret Hart, she fucked Davey Boy Smith she fucked Billy Gunn, she fucked Bart Gunn, she fucked this guy, she fucked that guy. You know, I, I'm trying to figure out how many people on the roster didn't sleep with Sonny back in the 90s. You know, we could it could be like, a, like that China sex video where she has the people dressed up like the characters and, you know, it could be a whole romp with all the guys she supposedly fucked in the WWE. I mean, why not? It worked for China.
2: Yeah, but I mean, you're talking now, you know, about like what can you fit on a Blu-ray? Like four or five hours of high-quality shit? You're talking about a multi-Blu-ray set. You know, you're getting into a, a lot of expense here for the fans. I mean, well, you're, you're right.
6: Not- she might She might actually rival Jasmine St. Sinc- Clair, who I think at one point in time fucked 300 guys in one sitting. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, look, I'm a big Sunny fan from back in the day, but she has got to clean her shit up. And the good news is her lawyer has issued a statement and said that she has checked into rehab. And, of course, once again, folks, it's on the WWE's dime. So I hope this time she gets her shit straight, she forgets about the foreign industry, and she moves on with her life. I don't want to hear any more arrests for Tammy Sitch. I, I just This might be the final, final straw for her. It's bad.
2: Well, I mean, you know, we're near Halloween. I mean, you could have our gynecologist make a great horror movie. I mean, that shit would sell millions.
6: (sighs) Yeah, yeah, probably could. (laughs) Um, Moving on, the WrestleMania 29 promotional poster was released this past week. And uh, it actually has on it a picture of The Rock, Brock Lesnar, and John Cena. I wonder how CM Punk feels about not being on the poster for WrestleMania. Wow. Mm. And considering well, considering two of those guys aren't even in the company right now, I mean they're with the company, but they're not there. Right, I'd be a little upset about that too. Um, also, WWE.com put up a poll last week asking who wanted to see uh, who they wanted to see face CM Punk in the Hell in the Cell. Believe it or not, an overwhelming sixty nine percent went with Ryback. And the WWE quickly took the poll offline. Wow.
2: I mean, I I knew about the results, but I didn't know that they quickly took it offline. I mean, damn. I mean, come on, man. You you want people to voice their opinions, they do, and then you censor them? I mean, come on.
6: Really? Yeah. So going into... Go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm just, like, shocked by that. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, dude. Um, so going into last week or excuse me last Sunday's Bound for Glory paper you know that Saturday Sting was inducted into the TNA Hall of Fame the first member ever uh, he did a recent interview with the Phoenix New Times uh, to promote the Hall of Fame he talked about rumors of him going to WWE and if that would ever happen Sting is quoted as saying I don't know especially now that I'll be inducted into the TNA Hall of Fame they may just turn the page at that point I have no idea mm-hmm. I'm thinking seriously with this whole Sting thing and I think I've said this before the way that you could really get the buzz going for Sting to join the WWE is if you sit down and have a... Because I think he, he regrets not doing that match with The Undertaker, and I think that that's something he wants to do. The way that you make this happen is you do an interview with The Undertaker, and he's looking back on his career. You know, he's already he's already won. He's 20-0 at WrestleMania. You know, when you have Jim Ross ask the question, is there anybody you've ever wanted to face you hadn't been in a ring with yet? And The Undertaker says, you know, I really would have liked to have faced Sting. And that's how you get the hype machine behind it. Yeah,
2: I mean, you know, I'm one of the guys who hopes that, you know, eventually Sting makes his way there. And, you know, the sad thing is, and I'm going to put this out there. I think the Hall of Fame with Sting was more of TNA's way of saying, we inducted him first. You know, it wasn't that they felt any, you know, real gratitude towards the guy. I mean... I know they have some gratitude towards him because he's done a lot for that company, a hell of a lot. But them putting him in the Hall of Fame, I'm thinking it's like, okay, this is just so when when WWE does it, we can say we did it first. You know what I mean?
6: Oh, absolutely. It was it was totally for that reason. I mean, but, but granted, Sting put them on the map. I mean, TNA was not a big deal until Sting jumped ship and, and went over there and worked for them. Um so in that respect I understand. Um TNA reached out to Ric Flair to be a part of the TNA Hall of Fame for Sting. And most of you know that he and Sting have a close relationship. You know, uh Sting was made by Ric Flair. Um you know, that's that match that they had for the for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship is what made Sting a star. Um and they've you know, they they wrestled on the last nitro, so they've a long storied career of, of a rivalry. And I think Flair wanted to be there. But let's be honest, folks. TNA poked him with a stick. You know, he's sitting at home right now waiting on this lawsuit to be dropped so that he can that he can join the WWE. You know, and if TNA would have offered me that same deal, you know, part of me would have said, yeah, I'd like to be there for Sting. But because of you, I can't fucking work. And I'm not going to work for you because I don't want to work for you. And it's just it's poking a guy with a stick. So Ric Flair refused the invite and wasn't there some people will say well that's insulting to sting it's not it's about a moral stance
2: yeah you know i i agree i mean you know this lawsuit is making tna look you know worse than better i mean it's like you know they're doing this and they're blocking a lot of guys i mean do you think matt morgan would have showed up at bound for glory if he would have been able to to sign with the you know wwe without any controversy well no probably
6: not no and i think that he said that on camera he said you want to screw me you know and they're making a storyline but matt morgan has probably got a little bit of anger because that was his plan he wanted to go work for vince he wanted that run and because of this lawsuit they're not taking anybody from tna and that sucks
2: yeah i mean you talk about mcdonald's and wendy's i mean well you know I might want to work for Wendy's, but if I have no choice but to work for McDonald's, and that's the only way I can feed my family, I'm going to do it, but I won't be happy about it. Uh, You know,
6: I I get it. It, It's stupid. Now, we've talked about this Hogan sex tape for a while, you know. (laughs) We've seen some of the footage. You know, Gawker.com posted about a one-minute clip that they put together. And uh, we found out that Bubba the Love Sponge knew that it was being taped, he set the whole thing up. I also found out that Hulk Hogan knew about the tape as far as three years ago. He knew of his existence. Um, the leak supposedly came from a former Bubba the Love Sponge employee who was owed money, who had access to the tape and leaked it. Now Hulk Hogan is not only suing Gawker.com, but he is suing Gawker.com for a whopping, folks, yes, get this, $100 million. Do that with the Dr. Evil. $100 million. Uh, Not a chance in hell, Hulkster. I know that that's your big brainchild is to sue Gawker.com for $100 million so that you can retire next year, leave TNA, and have all the money in the world, and I have to give Linda a damn dime. But it ain't going to happen, Hogan. It's just not going to happen. You're not going to get $100 million for a sex tape that you knew existed and that you possibly even had a part in leaking the damn thing.
2: Well... I mean, I'll say this, and I I know it's going to sound like people saying, well, you know, Bronx is defending Hulk Hogan. No, but when you sue, you sue for a ridiculous amount in the hopes that it'll get settled out of court for like the tune of 10 million, 15 million. And your lawyer says, "Okay, we'll take that. But, But here's my question to you, man. Even though Hogan knew it existed, even though he might have willingly participated in it. Did he know Bubba would release it without cutting him in on some of the profits?
6: Let me ask you something, Bronx. And, and and this this applies not only to Bronx, but anybody out there listening. If you can give me the answer to this, I would appreciate it because I don't know. What did Pam and Tommy Lee get when they're fucking sex tape hit? I don't think they got shit. Right. So, you know so how is it different that Hulk Hogan, just because he's Hulk Hogan? Look, I know that he thinks he's God. And he thinks that he's bigger than the whole fucking planet, and that Hulk Hogan is the biggest name in the world, in the universe. But he's not, and I don't think that any judge is going to lawfully say a hundred million dollars is reasonable, Hulkster. If he he might he he'd be lucky to get a fucking million dollars.
2: Well, I mean, not only that, Gawker and, and Bubba don't have a hundred million dollars you get you know you can't force someone to pay something they can't pay you know the, the the thing about this is is when you know you're being filmed having sex and it's out there you're gonna get fucked in the end at some point I mean if he knew about this his only way of getting something out of this is to somehow some way prove well uh, I didn't know it was being filmed brother if he can pull that off, then he's got a leg to stand on. But like I said, the reason he's suing for $100 million, he's not expecting to get that. He's hoping they're going to settle out of court and say, you know what, Hulk? Here's $5 million. Just shut the fuck up and go away. Well, according, to Mays,
6: according to Mays, Pam and Tommy Lee got a combined rate of $1,481,786. Wow. And <laughs> that ain't much if you think about it. So... And that video was actually better than the Hulk Hogan
7: sex tape.
6: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm sorry. That's after the court battle. So, I, you know, if you get a judge that's, that's I don't know, sympathetic toward Hulk, maybe he'll get something out of it. But you might get a judge that might laugh this motherfucker out of the courtroom. I think it's ridiculous. But, hey, you know, at the end of the day, when your star is failing, you do what you got to do. Yeah. I don't know, man. So... You know, that's just my call. Hulk Hogan did actually call the FBI to help solve the sex tape leak. And, of course, they found out that uh, it was an employee of Bubba the Love Sponge. So I think Bubba right now is the one liable for all this. That's why oh. Hogan is suing both Bubba and Heather Clem for their roles in the particular video.
2: Wait a minute. Are you shitting me he called the FBI.
6: He did. He called the FBI. <laughs> he actually called the police in Florida first. And they didn't want any part of it. They thought that it was a ridiculous you know, thing and they weren't going to do anything with it. So then he calls the FBI and they've done some checking into it. Well, Bubba the Love Sponge on his radio show this morning said that he and Hogan are not friends and that Hogan is self-centered and that he honestly believes that Nick was innocent of the accident that happened in 2007 and that Brooke has talent and that Ho- that Hogan's wife is a whore You know, just all this stuff is what Bubba the Love Sponge said on his radio show. So the gloves are off, brother. Wow. This is only going to get better. You know, just stay tuned. Wow. It's getting bigger ratings than TNA, and that's not a knock at TNA. It's not. not. It's not. (laughs) It's true. Um, For those of you in Canada and have the score, you'll notice that aftermath with Arda Ocal and Jimmy Corderas has changed a little bit. Why, you ask? Well, former SCORE employee Renee Paquette uh, has received a job with the WWE. So, we'll see how she works out because she's kind of got a shrilly voice. Harmony hates her. You know? I think Arda Ocal's mad because it wasn't him that got hired. But, I wish Renee Paquette all all the best in the world. I mean, you know what? I didn't think she was that bad. She's a she's a hot chick to look at. So from that aspect, maybe WWE will do something with her. WWE will do something with her. Time will tell. We'll see. But she uh. has she has officially left the score and is now working for the WWE. So kudos to her. Um, I mentioned this earlier. Ryback kind of said some jabs at Bill Goldberg, saying he was a better athlete. Uh, well, this got a response from Bill Goldberg. Um, let me see the quote. Ryback. In a very short tweet, said he's a better athlete and wrestler than Goldberg ever was. In an interview published in the latest edition of the WWE Magazine, Ryback said he wrestles because he has a passion for it and it's the major difference between him and Goldberg. I'm not here to make $5 million, then walk away. I'm here for life. Goldberg, who has moved away from wrestling, had a very simple reply to the young Ryback. Better athlete? Question mark. Come on, dude. Wake up. Goldberg said in a message on Twitter... The Goldberg subject came up to the interview after Ryback was asked about being compared to Goldberg due to his look and size. A lot of people will say they're trying to book a Ryback versus Goldberg match at WrestleMania. I don't see it happening, folks. You're you're better off seeing Ryback versus Brock Lesnar than Ryback versus Goldberg.
2: Well, I mean, you also have to make the comparison between athlete and pro wrestler. You know, Goldberg might say, "Well, I'm the better athlete." And you know what? He might be right. But who's the better pro wrestler? I think Ryback has that. So, you know, the WWE is using Goldberg's name to get themselves over because obviously anything printed in that magazine is approved and green-lighted by Vince and, you know, WWE. So, hey, you know what, Goldberg? You know, (laughs) I don't know. Start trying to, you know, negotiate you a contract if you want to prove them wrong. I don't know what else to say.
6: Here's an interesting story, Bronx. Uh, According to uh, an article, as part of the Rolling Stones' 50th anniversary, the WWE will produce and distribute a live pay-per-view titled One More Shot from the Band's Final Show at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey on December 15th. The production is the first that WWE is producing for another entertainment show, and Variety reports that the WWE has asked to handle the show Uh, for their ability to handle big pay-per-view productions, including WrestleMania. The WWE is ecstatic to bring the Rolling Stones into your living room, says WWE Chairman and CEO Vince McMahon. In a press release issued yesterday, the report also suggests the WWE has been looking to monetize its production business through concerts and other deals, and this Rolling Stones show is the first high-profile deal that has been announced.
2: Well, I mean, you know, if you can get the three still living, rolling kidney stones on stage and, and, you know, produce it. Yeah, you're going to get people who want to watch it. So if, you know, Vince wants to, you know, try promoting things other than wrestling. I mean, back in the day, we know he tried football. He tried boxing. He tried every damn thing. So if he wants to try something else, go for it.
6: And my final story of the night, Mick Foley was recently interviewed uh, by The Daily And he's basically talking about uh, his career, his books. In the interview, Foley talks about how he was impressed with the graphics of WWE 13. Said he looks good and the musculature is not exaggerated. The game designer slimming him down just enough to where he still looks dangerous. When asked about who he would wrestle if he were in his prime today, Foley fired off two names immediately, CM Punk and Dolph Ziggler. He said that he's able to adapt to anyone's style and it doesn't matter if he was wrestling Shawn Michaels or Steve Austin. And uh, you can check out the full interview at uh, www.thedaily.com. Um, he also said that it looks like his days in the ring are behind him, so Mick Foley might not be getting back in the ring anytime soon.
2: Well, I mean, you know, Mick is a guy I'd love to sit down and talk to. I'm a big fan of him, not, not just as a wrestler, but as a writer. I mean, he's been able to take that, you know, kind of, non-wrestling physique and and make himself a star so you know that's just Mick trying to help put over young guys and uh, you know good for him for doing it but if if he's done in ring man one more match I'd love to see Mick just one more time whether it's taker for the fight you know takers retirement match or or even putting some young guy over I'd love to see Mick one more time, and I, I think he could do it if
6: he put his mind to it. I, You know what? I will try to hook something up with Mick in the next little bit. Now that WB-13 is going to be out in a couple of weeks, maybe after the game comes out and I've played through his, uh, his uh, attitude era mode with his character, maybe I can get him on the show to talk about uh, that experience. So we'll see. I'm not making any promises, but I'll see what I can do.
2: Oh, man, I, I'd be all for that.
6: Uh, Final bit of news. This is not wrestling. This is some MMA news. As of today, it was announced that John Bones Jones and Shale Sonnen will coach uh, the Ultimate Fighter 17 and are set to fight on April 27th, 2013. So the fight that he turned down initially and a pay-per-view was canceled, Shale Sonnen is now going to be facing John Jones in the finale of the Ultimate Fighter 17, April 27th, 2013. Cannot wait.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's no bigger John Bones Jones fan than
6: you. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. I love the guy. Oh, yeah. Even though I'd rather see uh, uh, Anderson Silva beat the shit out of the guy. I mean, you know, Shell Sonnen might not beat him, but I'd like to see the match. I'd like to see the bout. Let's put it that way.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm not an, you know, MMA guy. You know, let's
6: call up the shark. <laughs> well,. That's going to do it for the news, and we are out of here with that. We're going to take our final commercial break. When we come back, we are going to be uh, taking your phone calls and your emails. Again, the email address has changed, even though you can use the old email. It still goes to the same account. The new email address for WNL is WNL at SNSradio Network.com. Very simple. WNL at SNSradio Network.com We'll be opening up the phone lines, taking a few calls before we get out of here. So if you have something to say, do send those emails. Um, And make sure that you sign up for the newsletter over at wrestling-online.com. They're our sponsor for the news. And they've got the longest-running newsletter in professional wrestling today. 16 years, just like Wrestling News Live and just like WNL. It's free. So sign up and join over 27,000 others who subscribe on a weekly basis and get that newsletter, oh, I don't know, three to four times a week. But on that note, we'll be back with more Wrestling News Live right after this.
3: This is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountains, and I'm on Planet Jarrett right now listening to Wrestling News Live.
6: Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling, and of course some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks toheadlines.com. That's Headlocks, the number two, Headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, triple W dot headlocks to Headlines.com.
5: Every
4: Thursday, the SNS
0: radio network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes.
4: When I want, I, okay, I, I caught SmackDown again. And I caught, okay. I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think. That his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich.
0: Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlocksToHeadlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independence Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the DOG, the Road Dog, Jesse James, present. What's going
4: on? This is Kazarian.
0: And this is the Fallen
4: Angel, Christopher
0: Daniels. And Future. Hey guys, it's Dream of the And so much more. So join the guys every week on Boarding the Ropes, right here on the SNS Radio Network.
5: Let's go to our ring announcer.
4: Wrestling fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you The Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories. From the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes and we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music so tune in to beyond the bell each and every week on the sns radio network and i'll see you at the matches it's go time
6: a TNA Impact Wrestling fan? Are you looking for a show that talks about TNA Wrestling? Then tune in to TNA Chat Live every Thursday night starting at 10.30pm Eastern on the SNS Radio Network with the Bronx Father Tony J. Mirabella as he reviews the latest episode of Impact Wrestling and takes your phone calls to get your thoughts on the state of TNA Wrestling. Are you ready to cross that line?
3: On the SNS Radio Network. And if you don't like that, sorry about your
4: damn luck. What's up guys and gals? Sensational sequel, sensational right, Sean, right. right here with you. You can catch myself and Ashley, yes, that is his name, on the open book. Every Friday night at eleven PM Eastern time, you'll catch us doing video games the open book fantasy e and movie and entertainment news so check us out every friday at 11pm eastern time at snsradionetwork.com come check us out
0: Now it's time for another edition of a day in the life of Hulk Hogan.
5: Fight for your life.
0: To all my little Hulkamaniacs out there, Hulk Hogan just got back from the club, brother, and I'm about to lay the smackdown on some poor, unsuspecting female that I met at the bar, brother. Are you ready for the Hulkster, brother? I was born ready.
5: I've never done anything like this before, but I've seen you my whole life. My brother had posters
0: of you on his door. Well, your brother's got good taste, dude. (laughs) So, the question you gotta be asking yourself, brother, what you gonna do when the 24 inch python runs wild on you? Rip the shirt, Hulk! Rip the shirt! Rip it!
5: why isn't it ripping Hulk
0: brother it's not pre-cut brother sorry how about I just take it off okay are you ready for the 24 inch python
5: oh I'm so ready I love pythons
0: well get ready brother
5: why did you call me brother
0: Uh, just to have you don't like it when I call you brother
5: I kind of like it when you call me brother
0: (laughs) kind of turns you on doesn't it brother
5: It kind of does.
0: I do this all the time with Brutus Beefcake, brother.
5: But I I really want to see the python, Hulk. The python.
0: All right, brother, close your eyes. Get ready for a big surprise. Okay. Hulk? Hulk? Here comes the 24-inch python, brother.
5: Is that like a baby python?
0: Oh, must be cold in here, brother. Give me a second. And while the Hulkster looks for his fanny pack, we conclude yet another day in the life of Hulk Hogan.
6: Joe and you're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Network. All right, we're back right here, Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network, bringing us back the TNA World Television Champion, Samoa Joe, a successful title defense at Bound for Glory against Magnus Krelly's nemesis. His alter, uh, well, his nemesis, basically, his arch nemesis. If Krelly's Superman, then you got to think Magnus is, you know, Lex Luthor. But uh, as always, I'm Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexay, and I'm being joined by the unofficial third leg of the tripod or the third wing in the tripod, the Bronx father, Tony J. Mirabella. Man, with your skills,
2: you have to make, you know, Krelly versus Magnus happen in WWE 13. That's got to be like your first featured, you know, videotape match.
6: Can we have uh, Mickey James in the background? I mean, you know, the basically the life of Mickey is on the line, I guess. Sure. You know, and after that
2: commercial, are you worried that you know Hogan, who is desperate for money, may pull JJ Sexay into that lawsuit?
6: Well, you know what? You're a public figure. Um, did George Bush sue Saturday Night Live when they made fun of him? Um, you know, you're a public figure. You're supposed to be made fun of. Sorry. And uh, it's not my fault that uh, you got recorded having sex in a pretty pathetic session at that uh, with somebody else's wife. So I really could care less. You know, you can sue me all you want, but you're not going to get anything because I ain't got nothing. So, you know, it kind of defeats the purpose. You don't sue somebody that's poor. Well, I mean, was it worse than, you know, Athena Batista's sex date? I don't know. That was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> now I know why Dave Batista went into MMA because he wanted to beat the shit out of somebody. Legit, too bad his debut wasn't that great either.
2: Oh, man.
6: Can't write this shit. Oh No, you can't. You can't. But uh, we're getting ready to wrap things up. We're going to open up the phone lines here in a moment. We're going to read some emails, see what's going on, what your thoughts are on the world today or the world from yesterday. Hell, I don't know. It's been kind of crazy. With well, that being said, we'll go ahead and open up the phone lines, the number to call if you don't know. If you're in the United States, you can call toll-free. The number is 1-888-890-9618. If you're outside of the United States, use Skype, Sunday Night Showdown. Or you can simply call 501-588-7957, but long-distance charges will apply. Those are the ways to reach us. You can also send us an email to to, uh, wnl at snsradionetwork.com. And we will read those live on the air momentarily, folks. Very cool. You're very you have quiet. no excuse. No excuse. If you want to call in, do so. If you don't, well, then don't. But while we're waiting for a phone call, let's go ahead and uh, read some emails.
4: Hello, everybody. Sorry, I'm a little nervous. I've always really wanted to do this. I have received an email. Of course you have an email, you idiot. Just read it.
6: All right, this first one comes to us from Mark from the UK. Um, Hey, guys, just looked up the results for Bound for Glory. Going to watch it tomorrow. Devon is behind Aces and Eights. What the fuck? Better be more to this because I'm so confused at this point. On to the WWE. I'm with you on this one, JJ. Put NXT on for the first hour, and this is just my opinion, but I think they should go away. They should do away with SmackDown. Um, come up with a new show and make it a TV 14 rating. Attitude era guy, and I long for its return. But I don't think that's ever going to happen from what I'm hearing. Randy Orton uh, is supposed to turn heel. Management is looking to have Sheamus as their top babyface on SmackDown. I personally think they should turn Randy Orton. And Sheamus, I think they're better as heels and turned Dolph Ziggler face. WWE really need to shake things up over the next couple of years because just look at who we have lost over the past few years. The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Edge, Triple H. I could go on and on, and now it sounds like Chris Jericho is done with the company. If Orton carries on down this path that he is on, he'll be gone. And how much more have some of the guys got left in them? Like the Big Show Kane and even John Cena. Have a good one, guys good email i agree with some of those points um i'm okay with sheamus as a face but i think orton needs to be that heel he was in 2007 to 2009 um i really enjoyed that orton character the one that was what did he have ibs no that's that's not that's not what it was it was like uh i i can't remember what he called it ibs is like irritable bowel syndrome but he probably had that too i don't know um no you know what he like went crazy he had no like Composure whatsoever, he would just go fucking ape shit, you know, at the drop of a dime, and he punt kick a motherfucker. That was the Randy Orton that was that was entertaining, you know, the the match he had with John Cena for the for the WWE Championship or was it the World Championship? I don't remember. It, it, it fails me, but they had that match at like Extreme Rules or something, and he tried to blow up John Cena on the ramp with the pyro. I mean, just sadistic. I loved Randy Orton like that, you know. And then they just kind of watered him down and made him a face and it just didn't work. You know, he needs to be that heel because Randy's an asshole and it just works for him. Well, I mean, you have
2: to ask yourself, does the WWE know that and not want to pull the trigger on Randy Orton because he's a two-striker? You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you if you push this guy as a monster heel and he gets real over and then he fucks up one more time, you're in big trouble.
6: Yes and you no. Know? Yes and no. You make a valid point. But by having Randy Orton be a monster heel, you put over babyfaces, over top of him, and you give those babyfaces a push. Like, for example, let's say you want to give Kofi Kingston that, that, that run, you know. You want to make him a top guy. You put him in there with Orton, with Orton being the heel. And this time, whether he botches a move or not, you fucking put Kofi over. And then by beating Randy Orton, who's at the top of his game, that elevates Kofi Kingston. Same could be said for Dolph or any other guy on the roster that goes up against Randy Orton. I mean, if you're gonna, if he's a two-striker, and it's only a matter of time before that third strike hits, you may as well get your mileage out of him, put him back in the main event, and start putting people over him. Heels, for the most part, lose more matches than they win.
2: Right. No, you make a valid point, and and I agree with you. I mean, even when he was, you know, tormenting John Cena's dad, I mean, he was he was just the ultimate asshole, and that you know that punt kick and taking guys out. Yeah, I think even looking at him now, you know, he gets in the ring, yeah, he's a baby face. But have you noticed, Orton has that look on his face where you're like, what a what a dick. I mean, I just think he's so much better utilized as a heel. Definitely, I agree with you.
6: And for the record, it was IED. Thank you for correcting me there, Seabrook. IED. Isn't that a birth control product? I think it was implosive something disorder. You know, because when he was doing it, I said I had it, too, because, you know, I got a bad temper. My wife will tell you, I I go from, like, sweet to asshole in a matter of, like, 0.5 seconds.
2: (laughs) So you have IED. And and, and
6: I think I've fired several people from this website, and they will probably back up that I am the biggest asshole you'll ever deal with. I mean,
2: it's like when I hear you're in a bad mood, I'm like, okay, let's leave him alone for a day because I don't want to get fired or... My ass kicked or who knows what could happen with J.J.
6: I know when I'm pissed off, the the fucking clouds get dark. The earth rumbles, you know, and people run for cover. You remind me of just like this is Sparta with you alone, you know, and the fucking rain coming down. And (laughs) did did you ever see the movie Die Hard 2? Yes. Remember the scene when uh, Bruce Willis is talking to John Amos, the big black guy? And uh, he goes, I thought you was an asshole. And he goes, oh, no, I'm an asshole. I'm just your kind of asshole. (laughs) That's me. I'm an asshole, but I'm your kind of asshole. That's that's the way to look at it.
2: You're an asshole, but you want, you know, you want that asshole to be on your good side. You know, that's you. I got you.
6: (laughs) Well, I'm checking the email. I don't see anything new, folks. So no emails, no phone calls. (laughs) We'll be wrapping the show up if, if nobody calls in. We used to get phone calls all the time on this show. I don't know what happened. We used to get emails all the time. I guess because Trey's gone. Nobody wants to talk to me.
2: Well, that and, you know, the the product itself has been like, you know, I, I just think that, you know, we're reflective on what the product is doing. And right now, if you look at what TNA did Sunday, which, yeah, I, I, I agree. I enjoyed most of it, but. You look at the three-hour Raws and the ratings. You know, I haven't checked as to what the rating for Raw was last night. I wonder if it's out yet. Because I'd love to see it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like... I I said this last week. It's a reflection on the whole industry. It's not just TNA. It's WWE as well. The ratings are down. You know, and, and the thing that shocks me is... You know, Raw gets a 3.2 rating and everybody goes insane. But if you look back to the Attitude Era, they were getting sixes, sevens, eights. I mean, it's, it's really gone from the
6: 90s and the early 2000s, no doubt. I will agree with that. Let's go to the phone but, line. You then. know, it, it's. Go ahead, go ahead and finish your point, Bronx. Can
2: you hear me? I can hear you. Go ahead and finish. Yeah, I got a very scary message on my computer screen, but yeah, like I said, you know, the ratings have gone from like a seven and eight to a two and three,
6: and when it's a three, everyone's like, yay, I'm like, remember when you were a fucking eight? That's it, you know? That's a good point. Let's go to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this?
3: Hi, G. Kane Bavarian.
6: Oh, you, you actually are not scared to call in this week?
3: No, I tried to call in last week. We all know what happened.
6: That wasn't your fault. Uh, okay.
3: I know it wasn't my fault. I was just a stupid email I made. Uh, I get in my weird moods. Uh, I just wanted to talk. Uh, I just thought you guys. Uh, I just want I'm looking forward to the interview on with Brian Williams next week.
6: Me too, um, actually. Yeah, he's one of the guys I like talking to every year, and uh, you know he, he always gives us enough information to wet our whistles. But you know, a week before WWE 13, I wanted to have somebody to tell me more about the game. I'm, I'm kind of excited because I looked at the call names today. And Chef is a call name now.
3: Oh really? Chef Yeah Chef Hats
6: in there? I, I'm wondering I'm hoping that Chef hat that the Chef hat's in there. I mean, they obviously put Chef in there for a reason, so that's kinda cool. So now, now I'm I'm my interest is peaked. I'm I'm actually I don't want to get too excited because I've been let down before, you know. But I'm uh, hoping the Chef hat is in this year.
3: Well my uh my biggest thing I'm looking forward to is the belts. And you know I'm a diva guy and I'm looking forward to because you can actually uh customize the belts for that and you also can customize and give your own names for the belts.
6: That that um, is true.
3: Uh but the one thing I'm not looking for the one thing kinda of pissed me off today is that you know I want to make my, my cause for your for you for the for the paste big page and stuff like that, right? Remember that issue I had with when before the uh, last episode of uh, Unplugged? Yeah. And I said that my uh, car decided to wipe my PlayStation wipe and place my uh a game weight my characters yeah i remember that happen again ouch so yeah so, so pretty much me and w12 are pretty much done well is it is so, it a ps uh, is, is it a
6: is it a ps3 problem i've never had that on, on the xbox
3: no it's it's got to be an xbox for, it's got to be a the game problem because it's on me like three times it's the most annoying thing and the weird thing is about the game now is that uh I know if you get disc glitch on the Xbox, but, my, uh, but the weird sparkly thing happens on my TV, and all
6: of a sudden the sound goes out. I think it's a PS3 problem, bro, because I don't have that problem at all. I've never had that problem. Uh, the only one I've yeah, ever had, bro. the only problem I've had on the Xbox, is every now and then, if I'm doing community creations or I'm trying to mess around with something, the screen will freeze, the smoke in the background will stop, and I cannot do anything with my controller. I can't go to the menu... I can't turn it off from there. I have to literally turn the thing off and turn it back on. That's the only problem I've ever had with WV-12 with the Xbox. Really? Yep, that's it.
3: I, I have a couple friends that have been telling me to get an Xbox themselves. Uh, and, um, I love my PlayStation. Like, normally I've had Xbox in the past and had really bad experience. Not with the machine, but with, well, kind of like the machine. My uh, Xbox tried to crap out on me. And it, it's the disk drive... Would not work and I had issues with the with the company themselves, so
6: you know i have I have six that, games I have six games for my p s three and i haven't probably played any of them i think uh, yeah, I, know. I think my brother actually was here and played infamous for like an hour, and I bought a golf game the other day hot shots golf uh out of bounds and i haven't played it yet i've got Metal Gear solid uh four which I think I played for an hour one night and kind of got fed up with it because it was too, it was too much bullshit to put up with. And I've got call of duty or no, I got modern warfare three, which I have on the Xbox I've already beaten it. So I haven't played that one on PS three. So I literally, you know, I was going to play golf today and then I, I had show prep to do. So it was like, you know, I just, I never play it. I think I've used it for Netflix more than anything.
3: Well, I mean, well, I'm, I don't think I'm the only game I really play on this system is W12. And you know that's kind of cut out and how long we'll be playing, or how much we'll be we playing with PlayStation now. But but uh, I just wanted to say that I'm looking forward to uh, W13, and, and I'm looking forward to the interview. So if anybody else calls in, uh, probably Anthony. But, um, other than that, uh you have a good night, JJ, and the two Bronx? Sorry to bore
6: you, man. No, you don't bore Bronx. He's just—he fell asleep. No, I didn't fall asleep.
2: I just got like real scary messages on my computer, and everything's okay. So.
3: <laughs> okay, good. I just want to say, Bronx, you've been doing a great job. I really look forward to to you being the next generation of this out this station, and and hopefully one day you get your own show. Well, depends what trades going on, but have a good day, man.
6: Thanks, good man. Good I talk to you Later. All right, Barbari, we'll talk to you later. Anybody. All right, Chris, that's the Canadian Barbarian. Um, I was just looking at the chat, and uh, I know Nighthawk says, don't forget my Twitter challenge. Oh, it's on, Nighthawk. I got gotcha. you. Name the time and the date. We'll do it. Wow.
2: What did I miss?
6: What is this about? Uh, we're going to have a match on WWE 13 on the Xbox. Ooh. He challenged me on Twitter. I don't back down <laughs> from challenges.
2: Yeah, I saw some of those videos you posted and, like, the <laughs> spinning pile driver off the top rope. I was like, damn.
6: <laughs> you know what? That, that, that's the great thing. I, I have made Zangief on every version of the WWE game I get every year. You know, SmackDown versus Raw. I think I started doing that even with the old Aki uh, games. When No Mercy came out, I made a Zangief. I usually try to make all the video game characters and put them in, a, you know, in, in the ring. And I've always been mad because I haven't been able to make, like, a 360 pile driver or anything remotely close to Zangief's finisher until SmackDown vs. Raw 2011. And that's when they added the, uh, the top rope corner finish moves. And uh, so you're able to literally make that move. And so now I'm in heaven because they're putting that in every year now. And, uh, you know, Mike Hagger from Final Fight and Saturday Night Slam Masters... Has the same moves as Zangief, as far as the spinning pile driver and the spinning clothesline. Both of those I can make on the game. So now I'm kind of I'm I'm stuck in my ways here with the Saturday Night Slam Masters and Street Fighter characters, and uh, you know I just I think that spinning pile driver is amazing. I just I love watching watching a character do it. No, I agree, but the thing is, you know, it, it was so hard to
2: execute, especially if you had like a regular game controller like me. And I took Zangief so many times, and it was like your thumb would be covered in blood trying to get that move off. And if you mastered it, you know, kudos to you. I mean, that that was a bitch to pull off. But, yeah, it was a devastating move. You want to talk about half your
6: goddamn power gone? Brother, back in the day when Street Fighter was in the arcade, Street Fighter 2, I had mastered Zangief and Ken Masters to the point where if I played with Zangief... You know, I would do three or four moves and hit you with that fucking pile driver, and you were fucked. You were dead. And with Ken, I was a fucking expert with the Dragon Punch.
2: Oh, hell yeah. When he got, like, the three-hit fire Dragon Punch in the later Street Fighter, you know, series, that was always one of my favorites, too. No doubt.
6: On a side note, I would like to thank uh, the Heath Slater wannabe for trying to uh, 3MB this portion of WNL. Yeah, a one-man douche. Congratulations. Some people, man. No fucking etiquette at all. Well, anyway, on that note, I think we're going to wrap things up. Like I said, I'm excited for next week. We're going to have uh, Brian Williams on to talk some w 13 I think I'm going to be uh, – we're also going to have possibly another interview to, uh, to play uh, next week. I'm going to be sitting down and conducting an interview with uh, someone from the indie circuit a uh, lady by the name of Miss Natural that's wrestling for Shimmer. So I'll be talking with her this weekend. And if I have time, I'll squeeze it in next week's W&L. If not, it'll be on the, the week prior or the, the week after. So a lot of things coming. But before we go, like we've got one final call coming in. Welcome to uh, Wrestling News Live. Who's it? Hello, caller. You're on the air.
1: Oh, uh, What's going on? What's up, dude? JJ. I'm good. Not man. much. Nope. Uh, this is DJ. Hey, DJ, what's up? DJ, what's no, not much. Just checking up on um I caught your conversation right now about um how you 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 made old characters from the old Capcom games, you know, from um Saturday Night Slam Masters, which I've been, I've been playing that shit a lot this past week cuz you know I love that game. Have you seen and any my WWE 12, you know?
6: Yeah. Have have you seen any of my calls?
1: You know what? I haven't been able to see any of them because you know how the servers were really, really shitty? Yeah. I never got to see any of them. But I saw your videos, and they were outstanding, you know. And are you going to do that in WW13? Is that something that you're going to be trying to do?
6: I think I am. I think I might actually make a Saturday Night Slam Master show um, and, you know, just put, put together like a little hour thing and put on my uh, YouTube page because um, i trying to make some money off YouTube. And as many videos as I can put out there, I'll, I'll do that on my SNS Unplugged channel. So I just need people to subscribe and see what happens. But uh, I may do that. I may just have a little fun with it. But uh, I'm, I'm real big into the Saturday Night Slam Masters uh, video game. So, you know, I'll be using WWE 13 and making a Slam Masters arena and, you know, making all the characters on that roster and throwing guys from Tekken and Virtual Fighter and, you know, any wrestling character that I can get my hands on, I'll probably put in there.
1: Oh, no. You were also talking about trying to um incorporate SNS with the Twitch network, right? You know, trying to stream your uh, your live uh your live gameplay. Is that something that you also wanted to do? Well, so I was, you can make more money.
6: Originally, I was talking about doing an efed, and I said that I had to have a minimum of 30 people interested, and to date that has not happened. So, <laughs> you know, like People aren't willing to do it, then obviously I'm not gonna waste my time.
1: Right, because like I'm on Twitch TV a lot because I stream on there, and um, WW13. It's it's gonna be a pretty big game because you know my goal is to actually hopefully the servers work and I'll be able to go on and you know just screw around and you know I would love to borrow your cause and maybe have about 50 of them and do, like, a Royal Rumble or stuff like that, you know. That would be something. And, you know, I would totally give all credit to you. You know, I'd be, like, S&S. Well, do you have oh. an
6: Xbox 360?
1: Oh, yeah. I I have you on my uh, on my list, actually. Well, see, I, I can make them. I mean, you can
6: always download them. That's fine. You know, okay. I'll, I'll make I just probably... wanted to
1: get you permission if oh, I could yeah. use them on my, you know, on my oh, WWE yeah. 13. Absolutely. Right. Any that's you all. know
6: when I when I make the characters and put them out there, anybody can take them and do what they want with them.
1: Alright, then that is awesome. I just wanted to know because. Right. no, that's all. I just wanted to know. Um, I don't watch Raw. I listen to your recaps instead. Um, Bronx is doing a hell of a job with that. Uh Yankees are getting their ass kicked. And that's basically it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I think we'll keep Bronx. Better keep Ron, because, you know, he's doing a good job, you know. I don't have to watch Rod, because I could just listen to him. I'm afraid if I get
6: rid of him, he'll be standing in the middle of the the road crying, and, you know, I won't know what to do, so. <laughs> you know, I don't know who take him in, so, you know, I, I gotta, I'm, you know, he's my boy. I, I can't let anything happen to Bronx.
2: Well, I mean, you want to talk about, you know, Randy Orton and his three strikes. I mean, J.J.'s characters on WWE 12, and, and of course, on 13, coming up. They're wellness violations, man. I mean, there's some three-strike guys you got on there because I've seen that dude, Hagar, you made, and he's like,
6: really? Wow. Well, have you seen Hagar? (laughs) Yes. Well, that's what Hagar looks like. He does have a point. He does have a point. I mean, they they look like walking wellness violations because that's what they look like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They look like, you know, they're over... Oversteroided, and you're like, "Wow!" That's it's something the- that Capcom did with other characters. They all look overstory. They have so much steroids in them. And you're like, "What the?" Look at Ryu. Ryu looks exactly the same. All roided right. up. It's just, oh my
6: god. You, you know the one that the, the one that kills me is E Honda. The guy's a fat sumo wrestler with a fucking six pack. He's got a belly with fucking abs on the belly. You know what killed
2: me? Did you guys see the first Street Fighter animated movie? Meaning the one where, you know, Vega attacks um, Chun-Li in her room. And all of the guys in that. I was looking at that and I was like, Jesus. Like the guys were so exaggerated, you know, compared to like the females, the regular characters. It was like. You know, Cammy goes and she kills some agent and the agents that she kills is like 10 times her size. Cam that was a was bad the bitch. Biggest... <laughs> it was ridiculous. That movie was so fucking ridiculous. I was sitting there like these guys are fucking gigantic.
6: Are you kidding me? Is that the one where uh, where at the end Ken gets turned evil and they have the fight between Ryu and Ken and Bison? Yeah, and, it's got and the, it's got it says, the,
2: I'll fight you at your own level. I won't use any of my psycho powers, and then ruin Ken, kick his ass. But my biggest thing with that was the copy
6: I had did not have the unedited Chun-Li shower scene. I, I really enjoyed the Zangief-Ken fight. It just you know, I, I, I wanted to see a, a better fight, but um, somebody asked me in chat earlier about Wreck-It Ralph. I'm totally taking my kids to go see that, just because I want to see it. Just because Zangief is like, in the
1: movie. So it's Qbert, Qbert, Qbert. Cubert's in that shit too. I love Cubert. Oh man. I- I'm really looking forward to that movie. Yeah, same here. Oh yeah. All right, well, I'm gonna let you gentlemen go. Uh, thank you for th- taking my Skype call. I'm surprised it didn't crash on me today, like it did last time.
6: Hey, it happens, brother. It
1: happens. Yeah, Skype's a piece of shit. You know, Microsoft should have never bought it. I know. It worked fine before they touched it. Oh yeah. You guys did a hell of a job, fun show. Um, my nephew, who's like 13, I, I was like, listen to these guys. They're funny as hell. He loves you guys, too. He likes whenever you take uh, jabs at a uh, Bronxie over there. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> but you guys have a good night, and I'll talk to you guys soon.
6: All right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right. That's going to do it for the show tonight. Uh, a couple things I want to say before we get out of here. Uh, make sure you listen to all the shows here on the SNS radio network, and uh we're going to be adding a new one at the end of the week. I don't know if I should announce what this is yet because I don't want to steal the guy's thunder. Um, but I will say that it's a show that has been on the radar for quite a while, and uh, they've posted their archives on the SNS Facebook page, but not necessarily on the network. So I'll just leave it at that. You guys can figure that one out. But uh, they're uh, they're part of our sister site, Headlocks to Headlines So. Look for that announcement to come in this weekend. Uh, We'll be adding their show to the rotation here on the SNS Radio Network. But make sure you're listening to TNA Chat Live this Thursday with the Bronx Father as he talks the latest edition of Impact and takes your phone calls and listens to you bitch or praise or whatever you do about TNA. Uh, (laughs) The open book with the sensational Sean and Ashley on Friday nights when they talk about anything and everything underneath the sun. Um, there's no pay-per-view this weekend so there's no sunday night showdown make sure you check out the elite force podcast both the midweek with chuck w and the weekend edition with walkie and Mindwipe, as well as beyond the bell with sean beckerman running the ropes with maverick and crelly and of course the whole indie show with ashley and randy mcwilliams and that sums it up for your week on the network here we'll be back next week october 23rd for another edition of wrestling news live and brian williams Starting the show off with an interview with Brian talking some WWE 13. So lot to get done in the next little bit. Any final words before we get out of here, Bronx? I know. Um, I had a great time on uh, SNS,
2: you know, this Sunday. I had a great time tonight as always. Hope to have a great time Thursday. And, you know, let's hope that uh, the wrestling product as a whole, both uh, WWE and TNA, can turn it around. <laughs> wwe has a, the potential for a great storyline tna had the potential for a great storyline if they can get over this devon shit we're good so um i'm looking forward to the coming weeks and see what uh, both companies can put on the table but that's about it man
6: sounds good also you guys can follow me on twitter at sns underscore jj sex one and uh, if you haven't signed up or joined the, well, you don't have to sign up, but if you haven't joined the SNS Radio Facebook page, uh, go on to Facebook and look up SNS Radio Network and uh, join the page because, you know, you don't, you don't have to go to the wrestling news sites anymore because all the news gets posted there all day. I get emails all day long from people commenting on posts on that page. I swear to God, I've got t- 2,000 fucking emails in my inbox and the majority of it is Facebook. This person said this, this person said that. So I've been painstakingly going through my email and just deleting shit. So, um, yeah, make sure you check that out because it's, it's a, it's a hub of activity for pro wrestling, the SNS radio, Facebook page.
2: No doubt. I set up a, you know, a separate email address just for that. And I've got like 2,500 emails and you know, I'm the same way. As soon as I read a news story, I'm like, Oh, better go to SNS Facebook and post it. So it's a uh, it's a great way to, uh, you know, get in touch with us and keep up on news
6: and everything. So if you're on Facebook, you know, join it. Absolutely. But on that note, on behalf of the Bronx Father, Tony J. Mirabella, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexay. We're going to kick it over to JSK and our song of the night, which is dedicated to, well, everybody that's got their head up their ass, Hulk Hogan, Tammy Sitch. Bubba the Love Sponge, anybody that's just out of touch with reality, this song is for you. Good night, everybody. JSK, take us out of here, bud.
1: Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, peace, 420, kiss my ass. Good night, white people.
0: I'm out.
6: I'd be playing Vice City and I'd be in a motorcycle and I'd be making some crazy ass fucking jump about now.
0: wrestling, and or entertainment companies, and exclusive to the SNS Radio Network.
6: Wait a minute, did I say Hogan and Sonny and head up the ass in the same sentence?
5: La. Wow.